This show is presented by SAP. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com slash xm. You all are safe What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fine sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports NFL, bring the wood. MLB, step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary figure. No, it's not hump day. You know what it is? What day is it? What is it, Z? That's a Tuesday! Bryce, what is it? Tacos, kids. We got taco action on a taco and tata Tuesday. Don't forget the tatas. Save the tatas. Save the tatas. Is Luigi's mic up high enough, Robin? I don't think so. It's never it, is. It, it's never high. Yeah, Everyone yeah, always no, it says. Is. Okay, it is fine. It's good now. Okay. We'll do it live. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. We have sucks. Tony Bruno. We have. <laughs> Oh, it is Taco Tuesday, yes. It's raining tacos <laughs> from out of the sky. Tacos. Is there an explosion of cheerleaders? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, exactly. What happened? Well, it is raining tacos for the Celtics, Tony Bruno. Yes, it is. No, it's raining tacos, not tatas, although they're in Vegas for the Summer League. And I know Luigi bets on Summer League games at night when there's nothing on right now except the baseball. Did Hall you of have Bay. China outright over the Charlotte Bobcats, 25 and a half point dog? Yes, I, took, I did. I took the Chinaman, no pun intended, outright. <laughs> Last night is eight. I mean, now the Hornets didn't have four starters playing. <coughs> the Hornets don't have four NBA players on their no, roster. But they, but, no, but they summoned the ghost of Yao Ming, Tony, and they brought it home for me. <laughs> They brought it home for me. I had to add him outright. So thank you, China. Yes. Not Taco Charlton. Remember him? No, no, no. no. This and is... Not Choco Taco. No, not Choco Taco. not tacos. the singer Taco. Not Taco, who we played last week with yes. Putting on the Ritz. That great song, Putting on the Ritz by Taco. Remember oh, yeah. that? But the best taco right now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the Summer League, 
which we really don't much on this show. But there is a you got the real MVP of the summer. League. Oh, the hair is definitely off the taco when we talk about absolutely. Tacos. The Summer League MVP, for those of you who don't pay attention to the uh, Summer League, which is pretty much 90% of America. As you shouldn't be. <laughs> unless you're a gambling degenerate or you're in Las Vegas and you want to see some balls. Cash, exactly right. And if they had walk-up songs, this should be his walk-up song. Exactly. You know where he's from, Taco uh, Fall, don't you? I'm going to guess somewhere in Senegal. No, well, actually, actually yes. Actually, yes, really? good. Originally, he, of course. Oh. Senegalese. But, but he played at UCF. Okay. University of Central That's Florida. Florida. Good tacos down there. Good fish tacos down there. Great. You kidding me? You kidding me? You get grouper tacos down there, man. Grouper. Grouper. I barely even kissed her. I didn't. <laughs> what a great name. Taco Fall. But it's spelled C T A C K O. Don't try and church it up, man. All right. Meanwhile, let's see a little bit of Taco. Taco Fall is absolutely dominating. And your Boston Cell, everybody's worried about who's going to be the best in the East now that everybody's gone to the West in the NBA. The Boston Celtics may have found themselves the next dominant big man. He's seven not, foot six. Yes, not since not Sean since. Bradley at seven six. <laughs> Did we ever see someone step in the league with this much hype? Undrafted, by the way. Exactly Taco right. Fall. He fell. Undrafted out of the well, That's why he's Taco Fall. Of course. He fell out of the draft, and now he's got a chip on his shoulder, and now he's absolutely going crazy as you watch the action. And I have to say, at okay, the Summer League at the MGM Grand Resort. If you look at him, unlike Manute Bull, who was another really tall guy who looked like his knees always hurt him, mm -hmm. Taco Fall does not look like he has bad knees. Well, and Manute Bull's son is in the league. He yes, was drafted. That's you know right. that, remember? That's right. Ball ball. Ball ball. Ball ball. But look at look at this guy. I mean, he 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 like does just like this cute little hop. He's 7'6". All he does is, just, is get on his tippy toes and dunk the basketball. Yeah. But he can shoot free throws. I mean, he brings down the house in Vegas. Right. People are, I mean, people are laughing, but the guy's not awkward. He's no, not like, no, he's, he's not, not like Boban bad. You know, Boban was the guy who just stood around. He could make a little short jumper. Boban, Boban's best performance all year was in John Wick 3. Oh, no we all know it. that. No, right? no doubt about it. Tell no me doubt. that if they, if they keep him... Well, he tell has to me, make the roster. Yeah, and he, he, he's not going to make the if roster. If he makes no. the roster, tell me that Taco Bell is not going to make a give it. Give well, of course a major they are. They should probably be sponsoring him now in the yeah. summer league. It's he's fun to watch. I mean, give the kids some love. Remember, UCF almost be almost Duke. upset Duke in the NCAA tournament. Well, again, he's uh, listen. He's a he's a project type player. He'll probably get signed to a G League deal. Exactly. And maybe you see him. You never know. I mean, look. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a. Um, an unpolished Thon Maker. Remember Thon oh, Maker? I love Thon Maker. Who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks now. Same thing. Real big, tall guy. Still a little bit underdeveloped, un uncoordinated. But the size is there, man. You can't argue. You can't, you can't fake tall. No. You can't no. fake tall. You can't fake steak, and you can't fake tall. No, you can't. Meanwhile, Luigi's in the house again today. We are underway. Enough about the NBA. We'll get a little NBA segment, but we had to get Taco in there since it's Taco Tuesday. And Taco's lighting it up in the summer league. Taco Meanwhile, up a little hot sauce. last night, though, Home run derby. Yes, the ball is juiced, but it's juiced for your excitement. Sort of like it's ribbed for her excitement. It's her pleasure. For her pleasure. The baseball has been juiced, and it juiced up the night in Cleveland last night. Because when there's no Chief Wahoo around anymore, because they banned him, even though people still have Chief Wahoo gear. You know, they're not allowed to show Chief Wahoo anymore in Cleveland. No. Right. But people still love Chief Wahoo. Not Wahoo's Fish Tacos out there in California. Have you had Wahoo's, Wahoo's Fish Tacos, Robin? Uh, yes, they're huge yeah, in yeah, San yeah. Diego and California. I think I have. Absolutely I you have. What's the matter with you? We have the meat. No, they have the fish. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but last night, 
I got to get, you know, I, it's not my style to rip the NBA, but I'm going to rip the NBA. It's not your style. I tweeted this last night. Congratulations to MLB for finally finding a way to fix the home run derby, which became stale. You know, Chris Berman did the back, 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 back. Then they got three swings and they're out. They finally have fixed this thing. And what they did is they put out a bunch of guys who wanted to be there, rookies who were having unbelievable oh, first yeah. halves. Yes, indeed. But, that, but so what happens is the guys that everybody thought were going to – like I told you last yesterday, did I not say Vladimir Guerrero would tear it up? You did. And he, and he, he hit 91 home runs and didn't win because he was in a tougher bracket. Correct. But that's not his fault. But I got to give it up to Pete Alonzo. You know, the Mets suck, but Pete Alonzo is an unbelievable kid. You look at him and you look at, uh, you know, Jeff Mc- O'Neill, or is it McNeil? The other kid, McNeil, their first baseman, he's good. I don't know any of the Mets. The Mets have two good players. Yeah. And this kid, Pete Alonzo, a rookie making $550,000 this year as a rookie contract, same thing as Vlad Guerrero Jr., making $550,000 in salary. So what does Alonzo do? He didn't have to hit 91 home runs. All he had to do was beat the guys that he faced. He faced Carlos Santana. And Carlos Santana, of course, playing in Cleveland at home. What, what is that going on right now? That is a walk-up sound. Oh, that's somebody's walk-up sound? Yes. The whole long, song playing? If you, if you are a blurp, uh, if you are a tier yeah. one or higher subscriber, you too can get your own walk-up sound through blurp. Beautiful. I don't have my walk-up sound. But anyway, so he beats Carlos Santana with one second left. So that's why I so Carlos Santana, obviously a Cleveland Indian, he came to the Phillies for one year, and then he left. They got rid of him, and he went back to Cleveland. So he was their representative last night in the home run derby. And he put on a good show. But how about Pete Alonzo, man? Isn't that, you really can't say enough about this kid. First of all, not only does he win, then he donates before he even got in it. He says, if I get in it and I win it, I'm going to donate money to Wounded Warriors, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do- donate money from Tunnels to Bridges, the charity that helps the first responders that is awesome. in New York. So obviously now he's already a New York hero. Yeah. I mean, the Mets suck, but the Mets have to be proud about this kid's performance last night. So he, this is, these are walk-offs now, remember. It's, it's a timed thing now. It not used to be if you miss a home run, you're, it's a strike, and you got three strikes and you're out. They do timed rounds now. Mm-hmm. And so Santana's up there, and then he comes up next. Get, needs one more home run to beat Santana with one second left. Boom, hits a home run. Then he faces Ronald Acuna Jr., rising superstar for the Atlanta Braves, right? Guy that everybody loves. He's an unbelievable player. He's going to be great for a long time. What did he do? He beats him with a couple of seconds left on the clock. And he advances then. And then he goes and he faces the big guy, Vlad Jr. Vladdy Dottie. Vlad Guerrero Jr., who hit 91 home runs last night, but not enough. All Alonzo needed was 14 home runs in the first round, 20 home runs in the second round. That's all, just 20. 23 in the third round. But remember, you got Jock Peterson and Vladdy putting up 28-29 in each round. I had Jock, you said Vladdy. We were saying, these guys are going to put on a show, man. They did. And they did it in the second round, and that was without a doubt. I mean, give Pete Alonzo credit. In fact, let's show the very end. So Alonzo's up there now. He already knows that Vlad, this is the finals. So Vladdy already goes first, and Vladdy's swinging out of his shoes. And, yeah. And so, but Pete Alonzo, remember, didn't have to go extra bonus time because if you hit two home runs of over 440 feet, they would give you an extra 30 seconds on the clock if you needed it. For, for Pete Alonzo, he didn't have to go extras. 
even though he had the qualifying extra time, right. he wanted in regulation, like right at the buzzer, to advance. So he didn't have to spend a lot more time and a lot more swings trying to win his individual rounds, which is how it's set up. Yep. Some people will complain a guy with 91 home runs should win. That's not how it works because it's happened in the past, too. The guy who has the total cumulative number doesn't win. It's about beating your opponent wherever you're seated, and then you move on. So Pete Alonso beat everybody in front of him. And the last guy he had to beat, he already knew because Vlad went first. Remember, he was a lower seed Alonso than Correct. Guerrero. Mm-hmm. So Guerrero goes up there, hits 22 home runs in the championship round. Alonso knows he's got to be hit 23 to beat him, right? Or else they go extra swings, and we saw that happening last night a lot too. So this is what was weird about this situation. Alonzo's up there. He knows he's got to beat 22. So what happens? He had, I got to break this down. He had only seven in the first half of his allotted time. And he calls a timeout. And it's like, okay. I got seven. I need, I thought there was no way he was going to beat Vlad Jr. With seven home runs when he called his first timeout. It looked like he was out of gas. Then he comes back and he gets to 15 home runs with 30 seconds left. Then he has his last, he's down to his last two swings when he got it up to 18. And you think, is he going to do it? So this is it. He finally got it up to 20. And then in the last few seconds of regulation time, remember, he could still go overtime and get more time. He just wants to get this thing over with. Let's pick it up from there. This is Pete Alonso for the win with only 26 seconds left to try to tie and overtake Vlad Guerrero Jr. for the home run derby. 29 seconds to hit two. That was a line drive off the top of the wall. There it One is. More. Pete Alonso fires the bat up. He's your home run derby champion of 2019. He didn't even need the 30-second bonus. How impressive was that? What a show we saw tonight. Vlad Jr. and Alonzo, what a respect right there. Nothing but love. That was fun. The former Florida Gator and his brother, if you will, who came over here from Ohio and pitched himself to a derby championship. That was awesome. And that was awesome to see. I feel good for the kid. He makes $550,000. He just won a million dollars in a couple of hours where he almost doubled his salary. Vlad Jr. was in the same situation as a rookie. So these rookies out there, you know, we see this. And I mentioned at the end, and I took a shot at the NBA because the NBA, let's be honest. Please don't give me the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl sucks. I have never defended it. It's the worst. The NHL stars competition. Yeah, but I'm talking about the the most popular sport in America is the National Football League, without any question. Not even close. Nobody's close. The bottom line is, the NFL's all-star game is the worst of all the all-star games. It's a games. joke. Right. Yeah, it's, all, it shouldn't be played, that. but they play it anyway. People still watch it because you can bet on it, and it's the middle of winter and nobody cares. So don't, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to compare it to any other all-star game. The baseball all-star game is still the best because they, they're the only league that still uses the same rules for the all-star game. They don't say, let's go play, you know, let's go score 100 runs. Like the all- NBA All-Star game, you know, the scores are really high because guys aren't playing defense. They're just going out there and putting on a show. It's Correct. a show. And last night, the Home Run Derby was a show. The NBA All-Star Weekend is a show. The three-point contest 
You know, that's fun to watch, but... That's better than a dunk contest. The dunk contest, there's no... How many more ways can you come up with there dunking? There is. There is what? one way that you can save the dunk contest. How do you save the dunk and contest? this is what you have to do. Forget about NBA pros doing the dunk contest. There are professional dunkers out there that are YouTube sensations who can't play in the NBA gym, but they are incredible acrobats and dunkers. If you take those guys and you put them on display to be in the dunk contest... That will fill the seats. Yeah, because, but I agree. Because, I hear what you're saying. Because they're, I mean, forget about like all the, um, you know, the, the star appeal of the players themselves. The dunks that these guys are coming up with and the dunks that they try and also can execute are amazing to watch. And I think that I, I agree. Bring- but the NBA doesn't want guys that nobody knows. They, they can't even get the stars to do the dunk contest. So they got to get the Zach Levines and these guys of the world. Nice players, but you want to see stars. Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's only been in the league a half a year, but everybody knows who he is. He's a superstar. Zach Levine and those guys that get in these three-point and dunk contests, nice players, but certainly not household names unless you're an NBA honk, right? You don't have to be a baseball star because you knew Vlad Guerrero Sr. He was a superstar and a home run monster, so you know Vlad Guerrero Jr. And as bad as the Mets are, Pete Alonso plays in New York, and he's got 30 home runs in the first half of the season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no I, I hear you. My, my, point, my point was with the dunk contest thing is that it, w- it would work in the fact that these YouTube stars have an incredible following. No doubt. And they would get a lot of viewership just from that alone, and you would see things you've never seen before. That, that, I, I, no, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I'm not running the league. I'm saying but the, the NBA has to fix the dunk contest. Oh, no, there's no question about that. I but don't the, but that. the way they think they're going to fix it is by bringing out young guys who jump over cars and stuff. No. Nah. And to me, that doesn't work. I love basketball, so this isn't a knock. Baseball had a problem with their home run derby. It jumped the shark. Yeah, it was horrible. You know, and now at least you don't. And then I love Chris Berman, and he's a legend, but the whole back, back, back thing is out of the way. So now they use the, <clears throat> now they use clocks. And you saw it. That stadium was packed in Cleveland, and people were into it. So there's two ways to look at it. You could say, I love the, dunk con- I love the home run derby, because they had 60,000 people watching a home run derby. In their defense, there's not much else to do in Cleveland. Well, I know. Drew Carey was was doing a show downtown, but the theater couldn't hold enough people to fill it up. But anyway, I'm happy you've been to Cleveland. Recently. Who's their most most popular guy? Who's their most popular? the biggest name that you know of from Cleveland? Drew Carey, right? Yeah, Drew Carey is the only one that I Chief Wahoo, who they don't even want around anymore. (laughs) Now, I'm not knocking Cleveland. Those fans had fun last night. And that was fun to watch. I watched the home run derby for the first time in a long time. A, because I picked Vlad Guerrero, and I wanted to see what he was going to do, and he didn't disappoint me. 91 home runs. Right, exactly. It's insane. The responses were fantastic. And then the other side of it is that this is bad for baseball. And, you know, Max Scherzer obviously thinks this is bad for baseball. He's not talking about the home run contest, which is supposed to be guys hitting home runs. Right. He's talking about regular season games. He's grabbing the ball for the American League tonight to start in the All-Star, the actual All-Star game. And Justin Verlander, I'm talking about, he, uh, he's not happy. But, but obviously, Max Scherzer didn't mince any words. Now, there's no, no tape of this. Because everywhere you see, he told it to Jeff Passan of ESPN. Right. There was actually no tape of him saying this. That this was correct. a one-on-one interview with Jeff Passan, former Yahoo guy, ESPN baseball I guy. I actually have the... I-, I have the quote, too. Okay. And obviously, I'll just paraphrase it. Everybody's heard the quote by now. This is not breaking news. The bottom line is... He says that baseball is in cahoots because they bought Rawlings. I did this story months ago. Yeah, you said it. I was all over this, and I've been all over the home run thing all year long. Now everybody's jumping, oh, by the way, how many home runs? I've been talking about this since opening weekend in the the NFL, in the Major League Baseball. 
This is his joke. Justin Verlander said this last night. Not Max Scherzer. That is AJ Wa- uh, AJ Marcus walk-up song on Blurp. You don't like that? No. This is what people do. If they want to be a member of the show... They get to have their walk-up song. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. When you go to a sporting event and you hear walk-up music... I know you're breaking balls. Just but, breaking balls. Okay. Everybody take it easy. But I don't want people to think that you're yes. mad at them for having a walk-up song. Of walk course not. I'm, just, I'm critiquing the songs. Hey, listen, you want to play your tunes, we're going to critique I, I the tunes. I don't even know half these songs. It doesn't matter. It's what makes people happy. Not what makes you happy or what makes me happy. Exactly. Or what you. makes Robin happy. I hear you. I, I, I hear you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just having some fun. Jesus. All I want to do is have some fun. We need to play a little of that so, today. Verlander. So Verlander, quote... It's a it's a effing joke. Yeah. Major League <clears throat> Major League Baseball's turning this game into a joke. They own Rawlings, and you got Manfred up here saying it might be the way they center the pill. They own the effing company. If yeah. any other forty billion dollar company bought out a four hundred million dollar company and the product changed dramatically, it's not a guess as to why it happened. We all know what happened. Manfred, the first time he came in, what did he say? He says we want more offense. All of a sudden, he comes in, the balls are juiced. It's not a coincidence. We're not idiots. Now, to his credit, Verlander's right. He knows that because Verlander's not a guy who's a gopher ball pitcher. And you're seeing a lot of guys. Every pitcher's giving up a lot of home runs. Aaron Nola, you look at the best pitchers in baseball. The ball gets over the plate, it's going out of the ballpark. Pretty much. And there's no ballpark that can hold this stuff in. You know, we hear about the tough hitter parks. I just mentioned no longer. Pete Alonso plays in City Field, not exactly a bandbox, and he's got 30 home runs in the first half. Not all of them, obviously, at City Field with the Mets play. But the bottom line is this: the problem with Manfred, Rob Manfred, because remember, Bud Selig, all commissioners are second guessed by the media and the fans. Obviously, the NBA commissioner, you know, he's got a lot of he, he's trying to keep his league under control, but he knows that the free agency stuff is good because Correct. people are talking about his league all year long instead of just one part of the year. The NFL mastered it. They have figured out a way to get fans and people to talk about their product 365 days a year. The NBA has gotten smart, and they've now figured out a way with the summer league, the draft, spreading everything out, free agency. People talk about NBA basketball 365 days a year. ESPN doesn't take a day off. No matter what the top story is, LeBron's face is always the first thing on their on their page. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah, but what's LeBron done except the Taco Tuesday thing, which we acknowledge every Tuesday? And it's been a blessing. So, I mean, come on. No, I love that. But, like, LeBron is not the top story today on ESPN's page. You got Wimbledon. You got Home Run Derby. And you open it up to the main page, and there's LeBron James. Oh, how is he going to change the Lakers? He's a player. It's almost like, screw the coach, screw the organization, LeBron runs the Lakers, and that's fine if you want to think that way, and I don't care what you think about it. Bottom line is this. Rob Manfred took over from Bud Selig, a guy that was much maligned, and he's trying to change things. Remember, we talk about the DH all the time. Yes. And in 1992, the American League, 72, the American League said, we need to get more runs, man. The National League scores more runs, Mm -hmm. so let's put in a DH so we can get the offenses going in baseball. Oh, you mean like Ricky Henderson stealing 7,000 bases? Wasn't <laughs> enough to get, him, you know, get more runs across the board? No, but people Jesus. love that stuff because people stole bases, and but they weren't yeah. hitting. The, you know, the, the scores were low. Mm-hmm. They wanted the higher scores because they figure people don't want to sit on their hands and watch one nothing baseball games except the purists who love the pitching duels and all that stuff. That's the beauty of baseball. You, you can have a one nothing game that's great to watch, and you can have a 10-9 game that's fun to watch. I'm just, and I'm just asking this because this wasn't in my decade. But you're talking about the 1970s. Yep. Now, 
because obviously you covered baseball during that time. Absolutely. And you watched it, you were, you know, you were a big fan. But don't you like? Do you think that just it was a difference between because pitching was that much better no. than the hitting, or you think hitting was it was just? I, I like, think the baseballs are definitely juiced. Okay. And again, I don't even have a problem with it. Just admit it. But see, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, can't admit it. He doesn't want to come out and say, you know what? We bought the company Rawlings. Right. right. Although, on the other side, there, the, remember in 2017, before Major League Baseball bought Rawlings, the home run numbers went up. They didn't buy the Rawlings until last year. But the point is, they knew they were going to buy Rawlings. And so while you can say, you know, Verlander's a little wrong here because uh, in 2017, last year there weren't as many home runs as there were in 2017. So if Major League Baseball bought Rawlings last year and told them to tighten up the balls, why wouldn't there be more home runs last year, mm-hmm. a down year, not down, but not compared to 2017? But the bottom line is baseball went to Rawlings and said, we want you to make the balls this way. And then they said, we're going to buy the company to make sure you make the balls this way. Right? Well, there was an interview with him that said um, that uh, there was questions and we're going to look into it. Of course, but yeah. all he's saying is why doesn't the commissioner, why doesn't he come out and say, yes, we've made the baseballs tighter because people like to see home runs, chicks dig the long ball. Remember, they juiced the ball and they juiced the players back in the day. I don't want anything loose, Tony. You know what I mean? No, I'm I don't like it loose. Seriously. But anyway, Bill, you know, Manfred knows that home runs are exciting to people, right? Well, yeah, of course. Th- that's what chicks dig the long ball. That's not a new term. Again, forget it. Is it just chicks that dig it? What saved... Let, let's just get this straight. Baseball was saved by two guys. Yep. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Absolutely. Why? Because they were hitting 500-foot home runs. Exactly. They would break into regular programming. Just to, They'd break into the evening news yes. if, if oh, Sammy why, Sosa like, was at the like, bad. Like, oh, like, you know, Sammy went, Sammy went yard. He just hit 56 and 57 at 1 o'clock in, 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 in Wrigley. And now Big Mac's up in, in, at 7.30. He were going to go break to his at-bat. Well, speak- That's what saved it. It wasn't pitching. It wasn't bunting. No, you're it right. It wasn't small ball. You're absolutely right. It was the right. ball leaving the park. Speaking of home runs, we yes. have more clips from... The home run derby. Did you want to still play there? Yeah, that's, this is the best part. This is Vladdy at the end. The the best one on mon mano on mano wasn't the finals. It's like a lot of things. You know, sometimes in championships, the semifinal game is yes. better than the championship mm-hmm. game. And certainly, I'm not taking anything away from Pete Alonso. You can't. You got to love the kid because he donates the money. He says he wants to donate the money. He never thought he would be there. And so, before he even got there, he says, "I'm going to donate money if I win this thing." And he goes out and wins it. So he's giving a lot of the money away to charity, which is great. But the, but the preliminary round, the second round matchup between Jock Peterson of your Dodgers Jesus, man. and Vlad Guerrero Jr. was an absolutely epic, epic slugfest. It I mean, was. It, it was. It? There's not them. Seriously, you name me another. I mean, three point shooters doing that. That's fun to watch. And you watch a guy drain a couple of racks in a row. But when a guy gets up there and he's got a hit. You know, because you can get up there. I can get up there. Not not as good as NBA players, but there are people who are just regular basketball players who can shoot three after Mm -hmm. three after three. How many people can grab a bat and go out there and hit 440-foot home runs at a major league ballpark? Not not many off the street. No, it's it's really hard to do. Now, it's obviously easier because these guys are good players. But this is near the end. Jock Peterson... Is absolutely tearing it up. Vladdy, they're both tearing it up. 29 home runs yeah. in the round. And, and it was just crazy. And it just kept going and going and going. And then finally... Chris Berman would have had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, exactly. He would have, they would have had to stretcher him out back, of there. Back, back, back cardiac arrest. Exactly. <laughs> he would have had to be on oxygen. So, 
This is the best showdown. Vlad Guerrero, Jock Peterson. Remember, Vlad already was in the clubhouse. Jock Peterson knew what he had to do to win and advance to the finals. And this is the end of Vlad versus Jock Peterson, in case you missed it. And even if you did, I'm sure you want to see it again because it's not that long and it's fun to watch. This has to get out. He got it. Go. Go. Oh, he tied him. Look how tired he is. Wow. Guerrero keeps raising the bar and Peterson keeps finding it. Talk about drama right here. Are those his kids? No, they're oh, all right last. No. That he's, is a, awesome. he's like a young kid. <laughs> he doesn't have teenage kids <laughs> or kids old enough to be there. barely got out. a boy, champ. But then we got to see the end. But that wasn't the end. So yeah. anyway, Jock Peterson has a chance to win it. And he hits one on the top of the fence that counted. But then he fell short on his last swing. Ball game over. Yankees win. Oh, no, no. That's uh, no. I know. I'm just kidding. It's a beautiful thing. But that yeah. was a fun. That was fun to watch last night. It's just bros being bros, right? But it's fun to watch when you watch something when there's you know there's no sports on last night. You know there were really nothing. There was nothing on. What was on? Wimbledon's all over during the day because they're playing in England, and it's obviously most of that stuff is early in the morning. And I'll get to the Wimbledon update. There was no baseball. There was wrestling. Monday Night Raw. You watching Monday Night Raw over the home run derby? Now, Tony... Are you watching Monday Night Raw? There was only one thing better than watching the Home Run Derby. What was that? It was watching the Home Run Derby on... ESPN Deportes? Exactly. That goes without saying. Now... You could be watching the Home Run Derby and listening to ESPN Deportes announcer Ernesto Jerez. What up? How was my boy Ricky Ricardo not doing any of that stuff last night, man? I I don't even want to watch it any other way. I agree. Same thing with soccer. I love watching the the guys on Deportes or Telemundo, Univision. The American guys are boring. I like J.P. Della Camera. Not Joe the the, the camera. Joe the camera. J.P. Della Camera. I like the American. But the the British guys are boring, too. Give me some juice in a sport that doesn't have a lot of juice. I don't know. Some some of the the goal calls from the English Premier League are pretty good. I was a bit of magic in that one. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, Those those are pretty good. But those aren't the play-by-play guys. Those are usually the uh, the color analysts. Yes. And there's some great uh, Not conolingus. Excuse-moi. I've been a cunning linguist myself many times. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Bobby. Listen, but no, you're right, though. When you just do a play-by-play listening to the Spanish soccer feed. Oh, it's phenomenal, man. It sounds like the invasion of, like, 1812. They can turn a nothing-nothing game into, like, oh, my God, what did I miss? And all they're doing is going to commercial. (laughs) That's what he's saying, you know what I mean? No, there's no breaks, except at halftime, which is what I like about soccer. Uh, So last night you had The Bachelorette, which only dumb women watch. Not dumb women. They're not dumb women. They just they have no, no substance. They're dumb. <laughs> just... If you watch 
the the I hate to the rip people because it's not my style. Well, I hate to rip you, Tony, because there's a lot of men that watch that show. I, I know. Too. I'm, well, I didn't even start on really? the women. You know what I say about them? What? Me, me, my boy Demarcus Cousins would agree as well. I was like, fuck them. Fuck them. Exactly. exactly. Unbelievable. If you have the right to like it, I got the right not to like it. I, I'm telling you that any woman who thinks that the Bachelorette or Bachelor, either version, is, is romantic, is good and romantic or, uh, in such a wonderful way to me. They're rooting I know. for these. For the, for like, they're like, Hannah, you should be picking Pete. Or this guy's like, are you flipping kidding me right now? And then they have like the hometowns. That's what it was. And any yeah. man who's watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I would like to know where you live so that I could come in with a battering ram I got several next Monday night and go in there with one of those gigantic ones that they used back in the medieval days. You know when they used to storm the Bastille? (laughs) You know in all those gladiator movies where they get like 20 guys lined up with a gigantic battering ram and then they break open with like the Trojan horse. I like to get a Trojan horse and just burst into people's homes watching the Bachelorette. I have a favor for anybody that knows any of those people that like the Bachelorette. If you know them and they are also part of the Me Too movement, they need to have their Me Too movement card revoked. Exactly. I have, a, I have addresses. You have addresses, have addresses of, <laughs> of women or men? Both. Both. Well, I know women Remember from what? the 203 <clears throat> ripping the shreds, Tony, ripping the shreds of Luigi. If you, if you would let me, I have no problem ripping them shreds right now. You want to fill, fill the second hour? I'll go crazy. Yeah, we don't need to do that. No, these people know. They know that they represent not the best of the best. See, They're the worst of the worst. Like, They're the reason that we as a nation fail to continue to move forward in this world. Now, if you watch it and you make fun of it... Nobody watches it to make fun of it. Well, there might be. Do you watch it to make fun of it? Well, Joner84 says, I caught Luigi watching it at my house a few years ago, just saying. We have tape? Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. It may have been on for a second, but I wasn't watching it. They All should right? have their cable. I should go around if I find out someone is, has hooked up to either Fios... Or Comcast, or a dish. I'll no, go in there and start cutting cables to people's tried. houses. I tried for like a little while, just to, just to kind of like see what what the hell all the hoopla was about, right? I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've yeah. ever watched in my. I'm like, first of all, there's 20 girls who are trying to get the affection of one guy who's a loser. He's sleeping but... with all of them. I know. Well, in this case, you're it's the tr- other way around. You're trying right? to be the best whore. Exactly. In this then, case, it's the other, the other way, way around. Now, and you're trying to be the best what was showman the, what yeah. was as the, a guy. What was the show that we used to watch all the time where we would get the clips of all the soaps and the... the oh, that was, uh, that was with the... With, that was the soup. The soup. The soup. They with, need to bring the soup back because that was the, that was the perfect You know why they got rid of the soup? With Joel McHale, of course. Oh, it was so who fantastic. Who was great because they would make fun of all... They would, yeah. they would basically watch the shows that we and didn't have to the hell watch. out of it. That, that, that's what the purpose of that yes. show is. They would watch these horrific shows and then destroy them. And but you know what happened eventually? E-Television, which is basically exists to kiss the asses of these celebrities mm-hmm. and these boutons Soup on these bachelors and all these stupid housewife shows and all these other stupid shows where we glorify absolutely uh, Cro-Magnum mentality human beings who shouldn't be allowed to walk on the surface <laughs> of the earth. Seriously. They should be shot into space and left up there. That's how they're dumbing down this world. All these shows and all these people who sit around and watch this stuff. The Real Housewives, the Basketball Wives, the Kardashians, the Jersey Shores, the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. All these bimbos, boutons, and chitrules. And you know what I say to all of them? What do you say? Same thing I would say? Fuck them. 
just saying, like, it's, it's people coming. They're sitting on the couch with their significant. <laughs> I'm getting, Robin's giving me the hush now. Why can't Because I we're done. It? We're not done. He's, he's getting angry. <laughs> It's like, it it's takes, why are you? It seems like you're taking this person. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not at all. I just, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It's like we're curb stopping at the same time. You exactly. want, I want to jump in and have it too. Okay. <laughs> no, you can go ahead. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? I, I'm not angry. I just, uh, I just, I just wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder, wonder, who opened oh. who, who wrote the book of this shit that they call reality TV? Who wrote it? People watch so let it. Be written. So let it be done. That, you're damn right. <laughs> CSMC 2090F says, Sounds like my wife's TV playlist. That's why I drink in my bar downstairs. Pretty much. Tell me, tell me. That's right, babe. Tell me. Remember this song? Who wrote this? Who sings this, Robin? The monotones. Exactly, which is basically soccer announcers in the United States. Who wrote the book? Chapter one. What happens? Oh, they didn't get to the chapters yet. Although Luigi pretty much summed it up. Get out! No, no. Who wrote the book? You know who started this? You know, Anna Nicole Smith. Yes. That was really the first reality show. No, was yes. she the first one? Yes. Anna Nicole. Anna, 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 Anna. When she married that old guy who was dying. No, the first reality no, the show first was, one was, was the real world. Yeah, the real world was on the was HB. The was it HBO? No, or no, 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 no. It no. was MTV. MTV, that's right. But that, no, Anna Nicole was like a, a monster Yeah, but hit. that came after, way yeah, after the real world. Yeah, but no, I'm saying world. the real world was not as big. No. As Anna, Anna Nicole blew it wide open. No, the real world was huge, but Anna Nicole blew, was the starter of the dumpster fire. Yeah, reality. yeah, exactly. That's what exactly. she was. I exactly. agree. I, she was the one where it was cool to be dumb. It was cool to do stupid shit. Exactly. But and I remember. It just went I remember when they, because I didn't watch the real world, even though a lot of it was filmed here. You know, it didn't get the kind of buzz. But when Anna Nicole got the buzz going. Because everybody knew about her. Not everybody knew the real world. Not everybody watched MTV. She was a Playboy centerfold. That's exactly. Right. You know. Yeah. And she, she had was big the guest. Boob. She married an old dude. You know, and she was be... the guest girl. The yes. real world was just you know just nine strangers from nine different places. Yeah, exactly. Movie. Like nobody knew who the hell they were. Basically, like the NBA dunk contest every single year. Tone. Yeah. See, men today, and I'm not trying to cause any uh, the strife in the uh, in the married and uh, now people this who is a good together. job out of Rock Blue 22. Is yes. that I told my wife if you're gonna make me watch that shit again, I'm gonna grab a side chick. Damn right. This is what's destroying many marriages. <laughs> destroying Do you wonder why? It's not just because guys have ED. It's not just because you know there's a lot of pressure and people work five jobs to make ends meet. Not because you got a lot of kids running around the house, and when you put them to bed at night, you want to watch something on TV I, again, and relax. I have a serious opinion on this. I'm, I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll save it till tonight. I'll go into it later on myself, but I have a serious opinion Because on tonight, why. Funk and Fantasy, ladies and gentlemen. We'll return. We'll return right here. Well, you're going to be on a boat. That's why. Exactly you're right. You're going to be in the Moshalu. Hanging but, out. But anyway, the, the, the whole thing is, I, you can watch whatever you want. I'm not telling you not to watch this stuff. Yep. But I reserve the right as an American to ridicule you. For watching this stuff. Correct the mundo. Now we have let's go to the phones, Robin. Do we have a caller on yes, the line who do. wants we to get involved? Amish bot. Amish bot. Let's go to Well, that's how he shows up on the on the screen. Amish, not Amish bot. Who is this? Hello. Hello, Tony. This is their cat AJ in Cincinnati. Oh and he shows up on how does he show up caller as Amish bot. You're not even Amish, AJ. <laughs> that's what his his yeah. his uh his caller ID shows up as that's my real name. Yeah. That's your real name? Yeah. I Did mean, you not know yeah. that? 
Your real name is Amish? <clears throat> yes, it is. It's, it's, it's spelled like it, but it's pronounced Amish, Tony. Oh, Amish. Oh, Amish. Amish. Oh, I like that. Ami, not Amish. Yeah, not Amish. <laughs> not Amish. Not Amish. Not Amish. Not Amish. Not Amish. Amish. What the hell's going on out here? Amish. Not That's a, fun to say. Not Amish. Not Amish. <laughs> <laughs> T. Janks, he's checking. He goes, "Is it Rub? Is it Rub Springer right now?" Rub Springer, <laughs> not Rub Shaker. No, no, I love the Rub Shaker. Who no, does? doesn't? I mean, come on. Well, you have to say. You have, if, if we're gonna say everything correctly, you have to say Rum Springer. Rum Springer. Rum Springer. I did not know that, AJ. I did not know that. And again, I didn't want to give out your personal information, your address, but what's your social security number and uh, some other important information? And will you uh, will you declare yourself a citizen on the 2020 census next year? Yes. Okay. If, I just if it's uh, on there. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm proud to be an American, Tony. Well, at least I know I'm free. We have one. <laughs> we have one now. <laughs> There's one. They should put on the census, Do you, are you proud to be an American? Yeah. And it'd be, it'll be surprising how many people write no. It's going to say yes, no, or lukewarm. That's what it'll say, lukewarm. <laughs> Metsa Mets. Hey, Metsa Mets. Metsa Mets. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may <laughs> be <laughs> shit. Come see, come see. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Now, AJ, you're a big baseball fan. You know, you got your Cincinnati Red Legs. Did you watch yep. the baseball home run derby last night and your thoughts? Because I, I think, I thought it was superb. Home run. Yes, I, well, I... Went out last night. I was listening to it on the radio with Boom Shambi and Chris Singleton on my uh, XM radio. That's my boy, and Boom Shambi, you know. That's my boy, the big redhead. The Le Grand Orange. Yes, you don't miss a meal. Le Grand Orange. That, that used to be epic. Rusty Staub was called Le Grand Orange. You know that? I did not. Because he was a redhead when he played for the Montreal Expos, Rusty Staub. That's you remember the him? Thing they call him Le Grand Orange because he was a redhead. And why can't we call? Who did I just call Le Grand Orange? I don't know. Who did you just call the Grand Orange? I don't remember. <laughs> what's the name what's? Oh, Boog Shambi. John Shambi. We call him Boog Shambi. Down from Miami. I know him when he was down just doing local Miami stuff. Now he does ESPN baseball for many, many years. He's the Grand Orange, the new version of the Grand Orange. You know what I'm saying, AJ? Yep. Beautiful, man. So, yeah, on the home run <laughs> derby, the semifinal was unbelievable. Between Vlad Jr. and Josh oh. Pierce, I was dropping my mouth. Like after you know the first swing, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It was and like sex. Second... I didn't want it to end. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> for a fourth one, just because it was so good. It really was. I mean, and you you know you got to be tired, man. You got to be tired. How I many times Vlad Guerrero swung the bat? How many pitches? It was like two hundred and nine oh, or you, something you like want, that. I actually had that. I, I have stat. all that stats too. No, break it is. down: two hundred and five right, pitches no, no, he saw. Is. Right, so Guerrero. He saw 207 pitches. Uh-huh. He swung at 195 of them. <laughs> Damn. And he homered on 91 of them. Uh, that's unbelievable. I got tired just watching these guys. Grand, yeah. grand total, Tone? 38,641 feet worth of home runs. What, wow. what, what was the total uh, exit velocity? I have no idea. Probably like a 14-year-old home, home alone. By the way, Jay, did you see now they have the spray chart? Did you see the spray yeah. chart? I had a spray yeah, chart last night, yeah, too. You just can't see without a black light. That's the only difference. The spray chart. But I was watching ESPN. Like I told you, I was at a gentleman's club, so they didn't have the volume. So I was just, you know, what up? Watch, watching without the volume. 
Can but, you can you see? Could you see guys in the water cooler today and work, or guys up on a uh, you know up on a telephone pole doing work outside digging a ditch? Hey man, did you see Pete Alonso's spray chart last right, night? Exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen a spray chart like that since uh, what's his name uh, last movie? Who's the guy that uh, John Wick? No, not John Wick. Although he had a good spray Peter chart. North? Peter North. Peter North. Peter North. Only Peter North had a better spray chart than Pete Alonso last and night. Eggs velocity is untouched. He was he was spraying it everywhere, man. Everybody got a piece. Not, not since Evan Stone <laughs> versus Peter North that we had eggs of velocity battle. <laughs> Oh, spray charts. Are you kidding me? That's what we've come down to. Spray charts and exit exit velocity velocity and juice balls. Not exit wounds, of course. A great movie by who? Denzel Washington? No. No, Steven Seagal. One of his great works, Exit Wounds. Not exit velocity, though. The greatest skullet in the history of uh, (laughs) cinema. cinema. (laughs) You got to go... You got to go Tung Po from Kickboxer, Steven Seagal. I got to think of two more good ones. The Skullet's tough, man. The Skullet is the tough. The tough. That guy from um, <laughs> Tango and Cash, the other redhead. From Tango and Cash. That, 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 that actor, Robin, we talked about him years ago. Russell? No, what? not Russell. He was the redheaded guy in Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Yeah, I, I'm gonna pull up. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't what's his face in there? Tango and Cash was Russell. No, but yeah, he's Kurt just, Russell. He, he was another and, actor um, in the movie. I don't remember. Do you it was remember Tango who it was? Cash and Sylvester Stallone. DMX yeah. and Steven Seagal were in Exit Wounds. DMX, man, he he makes a movie, goes to jail, comes back, makes this another guy, movie, Ryan, goes to jail. Ryan James. You know who that guy? Ryan is. James. Yeah, he was in. He was in. He was in the FX movie. Great skull. Yeah, he played yeah. a. He played the bad guy. Yeah, the governor. The great. Yeah. But wasn't he in those skull. FX movies? Remember that there were two FX movies where it was about special effects. I have no idea. Yeah, he was in those too. I'm sorry, AJ. Where are my I dogs at? DMX. AJ, Cincinnati Reds oh. in the second half. Oh that's no, that's him. not the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the dude that that Luigi's talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, he's he was in a lot of movies. Is he still with us? That guy? I believe so. Yeah. DMX checking in, by the way. DMX is checking in. <laughs> what the heck was that? That's what DMX does. He AJ, now you, uh, your club, your Cincinnati Reds are in that uh, division right now, which is up for grabs as we go into the second half of the season uh, later on this week, Thursday and Friday nights. Any hope in Cincinnati for the Red Legs this summer? Uh, yeah, there's, oh, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of hope after you know the last four seasons with you know ninety plus losses and you know not caring for the second half. You know, we're in a good position, unlike the other five teams who are dead last who, you know, are 10-plus games out and have no hope. At least the Reds still have hope because the Cubs and the Brewers haven't caught, you know, fire yet. Same with the Cardinals and the Pirates. And Reds have a big, you know, 13 games that will prove either they're going to be buyers or sellers. You know, they start off a six-game road trip with the Rockies and the Cubs and then come home with four big games against the Cardinals before they go back on the road against Milwaukee. So, But wait, the big story, though, in another week, you and all the folks in Cincinnati will be witnessing the first year of Cincinnati Bengal football without the greatness and Luigi's favorite coach in the National Football League. I will not believe it until the ball is kicked off. <laughs> I, 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 no, I will not believe Marvin Lewis will not be on that sideline until the ball is kicked off. Now, so what's the reaction in Cincinnati now? I mean, obviously... We knew they were going to make a change eventually. Marvin Lewis is gone. Are people excited about the Bengals without Marvin Lewis, or what's the mood there? I'm optimistic. I think Zach, you know, Zach Taylor has a chance. I, I think they'll be fine offensively if you know AJ Green and Andy Dalton stay healthy. But I'm more mm. concerned about 
the defense because the defense, you know, didn't look good last year, especially their back seven. They have a good front four, but if you can't get to the quarterback and some of the back seven guys are not that great, you're going to get exposed. And I, I don't know what defense they're going to run because Zach Taylor came from the Rams. They ran a 3-4 defense. I don't know if they're staying with a 4-3 defense that Marvin ran all those years or are they going to, you know, change it up. Up a bit. I'm a little bit more concerned about the defense than I am offensively. By the way, I didn't know because SF Falcon saying that I uh, hated Marvin Lewis. I didn't hate Marvin Lewis. He's a nice guy. Interviewed him many times. Nobody hated Marvin Lewis, the human being. No. And nobody hated him. They just were surprised. I just hated his job. That, that that he was there forever. You know, and the guy was invincible even after yeah. Vince Papali. He tried to quit and they begged him to come back. <laughs> Marvin, <laughs> Marvin should have been let go. Personally, tell me, Marvin should have been let go after that you know, Pittsburgh's uh, playoff game where, you know, they came back from 15 up and down, get a lead. It should have, Vontes, should have had a perfect ending. You know, Vontes intercepts, you know, run the clock out. Don't, don't you know, cough up the ball. But what happens? Jeremy Hill coughs up the ball. Pittsburgh gets it back. That was my worst night, not nightmare. I was telling my buddies, like, this ain't over yet. Bengals have to protect, protect the ball and, you know, make Pittsburgh bleed out all their timeouts. And then, you know, the two dumb penalties by Tweedledee, Tweedledum, Vontez Perfect, and Adam Jones, and gives, you know, Pittsburgh a chip shot field goal to win win the wild card. And ever since then, the Bengals, I still personally think, haven't fully recovered from it. You know your football, and you know your Cincinnati yeah, Bengals. Well, yeah, he does. He's, he's entrenched in it. Exactly. <laughs> that team is shell shot. Now, you know, Dan, because uh, uh, Luigi wants to know. Who was your fantasy sleeper on the Cincinnati Bengals? Not too early to start putting that. together. I didn't ask that. It's not too early to start putting. Now, will A.J. Green play a full season is the big question. No. No? No. No. <laughs> no, A.J. Cincinnati needs him to, but I, I don't think he will. By the way, I want to thank 856 Agent for just donating a thousand bits. bits. I think he was Sorry. a he was a do, he, that was an appreciation for your good knowledge, A.J. Thank you very much. A.J. Was, was in the middle of giving a sleeper here. So let's I know. Go. I'm looking uh, for a sleeper. Uh, a sleeper, I would, uh, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, you Tyler know, Boyd's had a sleeper, you know, He had a good year last year. He you know, was the lead after A.J. Green got hurt. Tyler. I used to play fantasy football. The reason why I quit playing it because I just you know, lost all sense of reality. Exactly. You know, I couldn't separate. You know, It's not real. That's why it's called team. fantasy. It's not reality. It's not a fantasy if you believe it's real, Tony. Yes, it is. Now I'm in a you know, uh, pro pick point spread league where I enjoy the heck Boom, out of Boom, exactly it, right. Like, Exactly. That's why fantasy sports should be banned. And if I'm president, I believe I got to do my Bernie say. I believe fantasy football. We got to get rid of it. It it hurts the middle class, and it's just for the elitists. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That's a good one there. Nah, Tyler Eifert, and, uh, baby. Tyler Eifert. Nah, screw Tyler Eifert. If he could stay healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. a guy who, who may not play again. He's one of the few. Uh, he's another Stanford guy, right? Isn't he a Stanford tight end, Tyler no. Eifert? No. No, Tyler Eifert Notre Dame. Who's all, all these Stanford uh, tight ends? Stanford that, puts out a lot of good tight ends. Some of yeah. them are good. Zach Ertz. So, Zach Ertz, obviously, is tremendous. But you got other guys who just can't stay healthy. Who are, who am I thinking of? Some of the he other Stanford the, the, the tight ends. out there in Indianapolis. Um, I don't remember. I haven't. I haven't even started thinking about fantasy yet. No, but no, yeah. he's, he's right. Gio Bernard. No, Gio Bernard. He's again. He's playing second fiddle to Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's the bell cow out back there. So I, that's the one thing that, that Cincinnati does have a, a stud running back now. They do. Absolutely. I mean, Joe Mixon's no an doubt about stud it. Back no there. doubt about it. 
All right, AJ, we've covered the world in Cincinnati. And the Peloton right now is, is a 7.8 miles in stage four of 21 as we have live coverage of the Tour de France. You know what I like about the Tour de France? What? It's like watching sports and a travel show all in one. Not really, Robin. Yeah, because you're seeing all this countryside, and you're you're seeing all this beautiful, like, ca- they go by castles, they go by... I do that over here when I go through northeast Philadelphia. What in God's <laughs> holy name are you blathering about? <laughs> all these little restaurants. <laughs> if, you dr- if you drive through Kenston, you can watch the entire X-Men series on your way oh, down yeah, the yeah, Exactly yeah. right. It just changes the whole Exactly way. right. The Peloton. I have one of those in my in my bedroom. Who needs a Peloton when you can rent one? I like I like in Christmas we have a nice, nice Peloton. You know a, what I mean? A, 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 a Peloton's always good. Peloton. But the Peloton bikes are. I, I know someone who has one. Big Soul Cycle person. Yeah. Who bought, they actually pay for themselves because Soul Cycle is expensive. Yeah. You go to these things. So now they have them in the um. The Pelotons yeah, are home. A Peloton <clears throat> bike at home. They're big. They got trainers that scream at you on a screen. Yeah. Our friend, our friends in L.A. They have one. A Peloton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my, my it's expensive. Trevor from the 203 says, who's your Tour de France pick, Luigi? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, AJ, thank you so much for being our very first caller today. He, he no problem, was Mr. determined Robert, because he... Have a good day. Yeah, I'm yesterday he was on hold. Today, <laughs> he's holding up the, his, his bargain. His no, soul cycle is no joke. Man. Not the Soul City walking. I love that. No. Robert, yeah, can felt, you play a little Soul City walking now for our Soul Cycles? Yeah, I, mean, I felt bad for AJ yesterday because I, I did totally forget about it. Not him, the Soul Survivors, not. of course, who did. What song? <laughs> Swedish Chef 2019 says, in Bernie Sanders' fantasy football league, he takes players from the first place team and gives them the teams in sixth, seventh, and eighth. That's the way it should <laughs> be. Incredible. What was it that you wanted me to play again? Soul City walking. I think it's Archie Bell and the Drells from Houston, Texas, who did that class. You got to go play Shazam, dude. You got to play on the, on the TV show Shazam. Jamie Foxx's show. It's I've all musical it. knowledge, Tone. Yeah, but that, it's all modern shit that I don't know. No, there's some modern shit, but when you get to the old school, like, Tone, like yesterday, they had a, the, the, the last question was, was Motown, and you would have nailed it. Remember this song? They play it at weddings. If you're like in South Philly or South Jersey. And uh, 75 years old. And you're 70. Or you just go to Stogie Joe's every night. And it's yeah, if any of the so, new stuff, Tony would be in trouble. If it was old not stuff. Not new stuff. I know some of it. But. Can we play Expressway to Your Heart? Stuff? Yeah, by the Soul Survivors. But this is Soul City walking, as opposed to Soul Cycling. You don't remember this song? This is like a Jerry Blavitt, the Geeter Gold oldie song. Harvey Holiday, Street Harvey Corner Rapid. right, Harvey Holiday. Crack it up a little bit, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. see commands right now on the dance floor at Memories in Margate. Michael's up on Michael's up on Street Road, are you kidding me? Oh man. You want to talk about uh, I had I had, a, I had a, almost two months worth of tuition paid at that place. All I just walk in. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You want to talk about Cougar Gumad Heaven over there? My God. Oh, man. Leopard Prince for days, dude. <laughs> now, Luigi, you said that you wanted to listen to... The, exp- uh, the Soul Survivors. For Bar- uh, Expressway to Your Heart? Marco By the Soul yeah. yeah. The Soul Survivors, another Philly group. Did you know that? No. The Soul Survivors are another Philly band. Is Michael's gone? Up there in Ben Salem? No, it's still there. Are you kidding me? That thing ain't going nowhere. Why did Tony R.U. 2 say R.I.P. to Michaels? No. It 
Maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't been up there in 10 years. I avoid the Northeast like the plague. Well, because it is the plague. Oh, shit, duh. Took too long. See, I told you, Soul Survivors are an American Philadelphia-based soul and R&B group. It's phenomenal Philly knowledge right there. The best part? Oh, it's going over a year. Michaels is going over a year now. I got to pour one out for Michaels. Pour one out for Michaels. Where are all the cool mods going now? The, uh, the, what are they called? Not the uh, cougars. The saber. The saber tooth tigers. I think that's what it goes. Like it goes. Uh, there's a Perkins up the street. I'm not sure. <laughs> they're going to parks. That's where they're going. Ah, the best part about the soul, the soul survivors, they were all white dudes. Any of them? Are any of them still alive? I don't know. Not one survivor in the whole fucking band. <laughs> not one survivor. There was the whole... no designated survivor. Would that's it be the great problem. Right now, if there's only one guy left. He'd be the sole survivor. Oh, that's awful, man. That's awful. It is awful, but you know it's also. Oh wait, I got it right now. I have a sole survivor. You have a sole survivor Death count update. update. <laughs> Come on. The uh, we got left. The original wow. members: Alan Kemp, deceased. Gene Chalk, deceased. Bob Raymond. Deceased. John Day and Pat Shanahan still alive. We have two survivors left. We have the two sole survivors. Two sole survivors, which, which is an oxymoron. The duo survivors. Exactly. They're, going to go out, they're going to go out as the Righteous Brothers now yeah. because they, they're both dead. Now, now they're Talk gonna, about blue-eyed they're soul, man. They're going to start a two-man show called Surviving. So, <laughs> they're going to get Jervis and put together a new survivor. Survivors. Survivor Northeast Philadelphia, I think. That should be a good one. Or naked and afraid on the Roosevelt Boulevard. I've been naked and afraid in Northeast Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I have. That's that's a weekly occurrence for Luigi. <laughs> naked and afraid on the Roosevelt Boulevard. <laughs> Anybody remember Jack Uncle Jack's on Bridge Street? You mean shit. Oh man. Anyway, let's get some uh, let's get some We're Wimbledon. Let me give you a little Wimbledon update, all right? You know, I have a br- I have actually have breaking news. You have breaking Wimbledon well, it's not news? Breaking news, but it's 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 a little bit of a history lesson. You know, Wimbledon started today. Yes, 144 years ago. Uh, it started today. Did so. you know that, Robin? July 9th, 18. Uh, 18. So what's 144 years from uh, 2019? Uh, yeah, give me a little. That's oh, that's Wimbledon. That's Wimbledon. Oh. Oh. the point. Oh. On every shot, uh, uh, you make this disgusting noise. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations on Lolita Express. Who is the worst? I just want to know how you got a camera in my bedroom. I have no idea how that happened. I have no idea how you got a mic in there, Tom. The best clip I ever had was, uh, was yeah. Guga and, uh, and some, I forget who the other chick was. But it was, it, was, it was his, Guga, remember him? What was his full name? Guga. Guga. Yeah. He was a male tennis player. His nickname was Guga. And he did the male grunts worse than anybody in the history, in the history of tennis. Can you look it up for me, Robin? Guga. Guga. That was his nickname. Obviously a foreign player. And Monica Sellis was the other one. Oh, yeah, Monica. It was Guga oh. versus Monica Sellis. Somebody put together a mix of them playing against each other, which they obviously didn't, but they would do her grunts and do a mix with his grunts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Monica I actually, Sellis. I actually have a top list here. You have the top list of all-time great grunt, grunters? You're going to do a uh, Mount Rushmore of great tennis grunters? Man, I got 
got, I got another week's worth of material. Oh, oh you got yeah, you got to save it. You got to get it not over tomorrow. Right? Remember, football season doesn't start until football, September. Man. We got sixty-one more days till the opening day of the National Football League. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, are we doing that thing like sixty-one more days? You put the jersey of the player. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. That's again. what we're doing here in Philly because nobody wants to talk about anything else. But we don't worry about that stuff. Now this is Monica Sellis. Yeah, listen. Monica. Oh, this is a whole thing. You got to find just, the mix. Somebody did a mix. Monica Sellis and Guga. Guga. Shows you how fast people forget these great players. Did you look it up, Robin? G. I think it was G U G G A. Was his nickname? It wasn't his real name, and I can't think of it. In fact, when you look at the names of the modern day players, let's be honest. I mean, they're international. I mean, tennis has always been an international sport. But for example, we know that Serena is going to be in the semifinals. That'll be Thursday, Thursday morning. She advanced today. She knocked out uh, Allison Risk. By the way, Monica Sells is, is supposedly like the, the, the founder of Grunting and Tennis. Yeah. No doubt about it, yes. People would get mad at her. Well, because they prior would, they would, to yeah. that, it was considered bad form, and it wasn't like it was against the rules, but it really wasn't seen as acceptable. There it is. Gustavo, Gustavo Quartin. Remember him? Gustavo Quartin was Guga. He was a pretty damn good player. Jimmy Connors. Thank you very much. But no, but I'm saying the guy Guga is Gustavo Quartin. Thank you, Dallas JM, too. Jimmy Connors and Monica Sellis are generally considered as the grunt creator in both the men's and women's. But Guga was, Guga as far as men. Oh, Guga, hi. yeah. Guga as far as men. You got to look it up. I got to find it. I'm telling you right now. Sellis and Graf. You remember? Steffi Graf. And then remember, Monica Sellis got stabbed on the oh, court. Oh, that's right. Oh, Philly Special 610 checking. That's uh, Andy Silfies. Oh, was it really? Yeah, saying what's up. What up? Oh, what up? Hey, Andy. Long time no see. Oh, what up? What up? Trevor from the three, 203 has got an update, Tony. It's Luigi. I found an IROC Z for 8500 We're Oh, still really? Yeah, but it's You're got the You're still looking for an IROC Z? T-tops, brother. I remember when Monica got stabbed by a fan. It was a big, yes. big story. Huge. I ran out on the court with a knife. And then you know who else she was hooked up with? Monica Sellis. The excellent. former co-founder of uh, the guy who just died, Paul Allen. Paul really? Allen, yes, is the, uh, the co-founder of, of Microsoft. Of Microsoft co-founder. He and Monica Sellis were an item. She'd be on his boat, his yacht up there. He just died not that long ago, Paul. I not Paul not Allen, that. my buddy in, in Minnesota, the great voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Paul Allen, the Microsoft co-founder who owned Seattle Seahawks and a lot of sports franchises. I think he owned the Portland Trailblazers, too, if I'm not mistaken. But he passed away not that long ago. Not the Vikings, Paul Allen, no. I heard, Rafael, I heard. Rafael Nadal is a big grunter, but I'm telling you, Guga, right now, to me, of all the grunters I've heard, nobody brought it like Gustavo Quartin. And this is just great tennis knowledge right here. You don't get this anywhere. You're not even get. Even my boy Chris Fowler's not dropping this kind of knowledge Let's on see. Nobody's serving up tennis knowledge like this. <laughs> no, I'll tell you that right now. Let's see if this is a grunt. I don't know. Yeah, that's Gustavo Quartin. I'd recognize that. It actually sounds like he's saying something. Doesn't it sound like he's going, Yeah, that's why we used to love it. I have to go back in the archives again and find it. Somebody did a mix at Fox Sports Radio. Quirtin versus Monica Sellis, and it was off the charts good. But now let's get back down to the serious business. Can you play some grunting in the background? Do you have any like uninterrupted grunting to do my Wimbledon update? Got to do a Wimbledon update, Luigi. We're down to the semifinals now on oh, the women. No, no shit. You know what I'm saying? I hate. So Serena today beats Allison Risk from Pittsburgh. You know, she's a Pittsburgh native. 
And she actually moved along pretty nicely here. Except today. Serena wins at 6-4-4-6-6-3. And Allison Risk, if you well remember, she knocked off the number one seed, Ashley Barty, a couple of days ago. Remember that? Barty. Did you know that the number one women's seed? Oh, there we go. There we go right there. Oh, man. I, that, that takes me back to my Venice Beach days, man, hearing that kind of noise. You bring the funk, you bring the noise. You bring the funk and fantasy tonight. What time, 7 o'clock? 7 p.m. Eastern time? Roughly. Don't sound so excited about it. <laughs> takes a week off, and now he's not even psyched about doing his one show a week? i got to get through this shit first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Serena wins. She, she, uh, she will move on, and she will play. She will play. Virginia Wade. No, no, no. Virginia Wade. You know Virginia, Virginia Wade. You know Virginia Wade was the last female Brit to win at Wimbledon in 1977. Wow, wow, wow. And this wow, other wow. chick, not uh, obviously Allison Risk, who lost to Serena today, but Joe Joe Conta, they call her. Joanna. Who the fuck is that guy? Joanna Conta is a woman. Although she in 2000, she got knocked out today. She was trying to make it to the finals, and she did not. She was the 19th seed. She got knocked out today. Seventh seed Romanian uh, Simona Halep advanced. She'll play Elena Svetolina. Not Joe Conklin. <laughs> not Joe Conklin. And no, not Joe Concha from the Hill. Stop playing that. Why? Can you please stay quiet? Because I'm the point. <laughs> I need some tennis background. You cranked on every shot. So you got uh, Simona Halep with a little dollop. She's the seventh seed. She's going to play Elena Svitolina. You know, a little doubt, but Daisy will do you. Absolutely. So that's set up, and then Serena's going to go up against uh, Barbara Strykova. Not Barbara Streisand. Not Barbara Streisand. The Czech chick, Barbara Strykova. So obviously, Serena's got a really nice pathway into the finals once again. She's got the easiest track. Yeah, she did, because these other chicks have been knocking out all the top seeds. I'm not saying Serena wouldn't knock down a top. Well, we have a winner in stage four. No. Yes. It's a final? It is a final. Stage four has just come to an end in the Tour de France. Some guy named uh, Ilya Kuryakin. No, I don't know who it is. Put his name back up there. Can you freeze that on there, Robin? I just had his name up there. He just won the stage. I believe this is the fourth stage. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. No, I'm not knocking the guy. This is huge. It's, this it's, is huge. This is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. It's we obviously, have, a, obviously a very emotional moment for this ride. It really is. If you just rode your ass on a bicycle as hard as these guys do. Oh, it's incredible. What it is. I couldn't go a mile at that pace. So there it is. They're going to put this guy's name up there, Robin, and, and freeze it for a second so I can get his name. Because I know people have uh, fantasy leagues. Is there a Tour de France fantasy league? No. Do you have daily fantasy on uh, Tour de France? There's too many goddamn players, man. It's just too many. Nancy is the volte de place. S-T-C. Dean checking and says, Tennis, Tour de France. Holy shit, this is a bad day for sports. <laughs> I told you. Tomorrow, actually, will be the slowest sports day of the year, bar none. Here's his name. Hold it right there. Ilya Viviana. I think his name is. Viviani. Viviani. Ilya Viviani. Oh, he's Italian, do It must at, be Italian. Oh, yes. See, see the stripes around the arm? And, and look, at, look at the uh, the advertisement that he has. He has our favorite grocery store on the side, Lidl. Does oh. he have Lidl on there? Yeah. Tony, he's one of ours. Hey, yo. Oh. Hey, yo. <laughs> oh, you broke your cherry. Hey, yo. All of a sudden, now we're oh. tuned into the Tour de France, Tony. Ilya yeah. Viviani from Italia. 
Oh, the Italians lead it, Tony. Now, Tony, don't you have a relative name? Some, yes, he named... used to be a bicycling yeah. champion back in the day. Yeah. He's I, got I, all kinds of trophies in Sicily. Seriously, my cousin was a bicycling champion. Yeah. Tour de France. What was his name again? I don't remember. Something Bruno. Yeah, I mean, Bruno. Was... I think his name is uh, Angelo Bruno. Not Frank Rizzo. <laughs> and he wasn't a crumb bum, by the way. No. So Ilya Viviani, that's his life. first career top stage win. Or Tour de France, not top stage. His first career Tour de France stage win from Italy. I told you the damn Italians. Oh, South Philly is a rough I was wondering why I heard people banging on pots and pans. People are banging on pots and pans. People going crazy out there. You need to turn that sucker down. Turn what down? Oh, Bafanabla. Bruno Monti? No, that's not it. And I was wearing my Italian flag shirt yesterday. Boy, was I premature. It's a story of my damn life. What, anyway. makes, what makes it Italian? Is it where sunglasses have a gambling problem? <laughs> where do you see the Lidl patch, Robin, on, the, on this uh, shirt? I don't see Lidl on there. Yeah, it's it's, it's very little. It's... I see La Texico. <laughs> La Texico. I had some of that the other night with a little Viviani sauce. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's your tour de France. We're not going to party on Second Street because that's not where the Italians no, go. No, we don't party on Two Street. In fact, there's no... He's going to stand up in a second. Okay, I see the little patch on there. We're going to make the Italian market great again by putting an Italian down there. I think we go. We all go running through the Italian market like Rocky did. Oh, yeah, all day. And then all of a sudden we show up and we're at the Moshalu, which is like five miles away from it. You're going there tonight, too, right? We're going to the Moshalu tonight. We love uh, Lidl, by the way. Have you been to Lidl? No. It's a great store. It's European. Robin and I, we went down to one in Maryland over the week, in Delaware, actually. Andrea Bruno? What do they do? Is that like, who you're talking about? Andrea Bruno? What's Little do? Hello, pay attention. It's a store. I don't know. It's, I, I think so. Andrea Bruno. Uh, it's, it's either named Bruno or Santisi. Get a heart attack. Yeah, come on. You're always crazy. great store, by the way. Great fruits, produce, vegetables, all so fresh. Like a Trader Joe type thing. No, it's better than Trader oh, better Joe. Joe. Okay. They sell everything in there. They sell tires. They sell everything. They sell tires. They do. You go in the back, and they got all kinds oh, of so implements, like barbecues. A, so it's like a Walmart. But they have a fresh bakery in there. L I D L. They're so up good. in. They're up in the Montgomery County. Did Monco. you know that? Bolo. But there's also there's one in Delco. There's one. Uh, but the one we the first time we saw one was going on our way to on our way to my son's house in Maryland. Right on 301 down there. Or is that 299? It's uh, 301, but then they take $2 off because there's no tax in Delaware, as you know. I Meanwhile. I wonder if Lidl is now going all over the United States. I think so. I would think so. I hope so because it's a if great If it's store. near you, go to it. Go I to highly it. recommend it. By the way, did you see that PETA is now uh, mad at Aldi? You know, Aldi stores, right? Yeah, They've been Aldi's, around. Aldi's big time They're complaining big. that Aldi is using the selling pork that comes from pigs that were that were not handled properly, that were mistreated. So that's one of the situations there if you're into that stuff. You can look it up. It's online. But meanwhile, <sighs> we should be a tour to Philly, though. Because, you know, you'd have to do oh, the Maniunk Wall. Oh. You go off Maniunk. They do that. No, they, 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 do. they don't have that race anymore. No. They got rid of that race. Yeah. There used yeah. to be a big Philly bike race every year. Then they got rid of it. People were getting their bikes jacked on the way through the city. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you see what happened the other night? This isn't about politics. It's about local crime. Yeah. Sunday morning, right? You would think Sunday morning at 6 a.m. in Philadelphia, right? It's beautiful Sunday morning. People, people wake up. Running. People go out and run. They people go out and get breakfast. Or going to church or Doing spending time with family, Doing brunch day. People do the walk of shame. But normally on a 6 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you would think it would be a tranquil time, right? Yes. In any city. Yeah. 
birds it's are like, chirping. It's not like midnight, you know, where you expect dumb stuff to happen. After it's, midnight. And here now at 6 a.m., it's already light out. It's 6 a.m., it's light out. People are walking to Wawa to get a sizzly and a coffee because there's one on every corner now. So two women right. on two different blocks right around 13th and Locust, 13th and Chestnut, which is a pretty... It, well populated area. Yeah. area. I'm yeah. talking about. It's not like up a small it's street not on the somewhere. Outskirts. It's, it's at like 13 in the 200 block of 13th Street. So that's 13th between Market and Chestnut and Market and, and Sansom. A woman was abducted, thrown into a car, and raped in oh broad daylight. In the same area, a couple of blocks away, another woman. A guy gets out of a car, abducts a woman. And tries to throw her in the car. Two different incidents, a couple of blocks apart, at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's an outrage. That's the fact! I expect, you know, 2 a.m., midnight, midnight to 4 a.m., you figure that's a bad time to be out at night anywhere. But 6 a.m., you're thinking 6 that you're okay, and it's and you're light. Wi- and you're women, and you're walking around in Center City, and you're getting abducted and raped. How old were the women? I don't remember. One was like 37, and I don't remember the other one, 29. Now, both of them happened at the same One woman got away? I think so. You have to look it up. I saw it I on CBS. I wonder if the first Street one, Faith. if the first one, they got away... I don't um, think it was the she, same person. And then she, they went over and then six, was successful for the second one. I don't think it was the same person. And you know whose de- district that is right there? Who's that? My favorite local state representative, Brian Sims. Oh. Brian Sims, oh, he wasn't yeah. out there running around making no. sure his neighborhood was safe at 6 a.m. Or Jim Kenny. Where's Jim Kenny? Uh, he's sleeping. Ridiculous, man. Anyway, that's... That's what's happening in the cities these days, and it's a shame. You know, can't even I, go out and run at six o'clock in the morning in broad daylight. I, and I have to say, it's really sad because prior to living here in Philadelphia, I never lived in a urban city. I was always kind of like a, a suburban a kind of area. Would you I call never, yourself a hick? Well, I was at one time, but then it was always sort of suburbia, and it was. When we moved here and I moved to Philly, that was first time, and I was a little bit intimidated at first, but then I learned to love the city. I really It's really, a great city. I'm not knocking the but city. But I have to tell you, the last two years, I feel we have lived here now, uh, going on a little bit over eight years, nine years, I think. I've I lived here most of my feel, life, other than 10 in, right. in, in California. Obviously. But until about a year or so ago, I never had any issues, never felt scared. I do not feel as comfortable in this city as I used to. Now you have to lick ice cream or spit in sodas or iced right. tea to become a celebrity in this country. Anyway, not, enough about it, that. I just saw that this morning. It, it makes does. Me really it makes sad. me sad. I get late night crime. You know, there's not a lot of cops around. People go out and do stuff everywhere. 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning? That means, to me, that means that they're brazen. Like, they know like it, they know that there's nobody going to catch them, that they don't. You would think there would be cops yeah. right there. In Center City, Philadelphia. Or somebody out there that would Anyway, enough about that. I just I just saw that, and I, it bothered me this morning. And it, it bothers me when I see this kind of stuff happening. It's a good and, thing I don't get up early. Damn right. <laughs> anyway, we got it. So anyway, I got we got the semifinals. The women are set at Wimbledon. But of course, we've got the, uh, you know, died today, right? The boss. Yes, yes we, I and Where I, were you in 1992, Luigi? How old were you then? 11. So you're old enough to remember stuff yeah. at age 11. 
You probably had your smoke first carton of cigarettes. You probably had your first cocktail like I did. I had my first cigarette at 11. I did a lot of stupid God, stuff. Let your vote say so. <laughs> if you want a government that comes from the people wow. instead of at the people, let your vote say so. If you want to reduce our $4 trillion national debt, let your vote say so. Look at the issues. Look at the facts. Look at all three candidates and then vote your conscience. Ross Perot for president. He's wow. the boss. He's Ross. Remember him? Billionaire yeah. from Texas. Guy that Dana Carvey did him on Saturday Night Live. Yes. He was a character. But you know what he did? He got Bill Clinton elected president of the United States in 1992 because as a third-party candidate, mm-hmm. he got a lot of attention. Yeah, People were looking for an option. You had Bush Sr., Bill Clinton, and then Ross Perot was the third-party candidate. I think I might have even voted for him Did back you then. vote for Ross Perot? I think I might have. I was have. voting for Gus Hall back then, the Communist Party candidate. I was way ahead of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. No, I seriously. was voting for commies back in the day. Because they were better choices than the ones I saw growing up. You weren't doing it just because it was cool. Or it was cool to be a commie, yeah. Cool. I it's was also cool. hip to be square, too. Well, it's hip to be square. But it's not cool to be square, though. Here, there, and everywhere. So anyway, Ross Perot, dead at the age of 89. And nowadays, you know, Bernie Sanders is an independent until it comes to election time. Then he runs as a Democrat. But we don't have any legitimate third-party candidates anymore when you're looking at the no. landscape. Of well, politics. I think I think Ross Perot. Well, Jill Stein was, but she wasn't really a factor. Ross Perot was probably one of the reasons why a lot of people don't vote third party because they realized that by voting for the third party, it takes away from others. And and well, of course, that's right. the whole purpose. So, of but it. they're afraid. They're afraid now to vote third party because they 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 like don't like somebody so much that they're going to vote for somebody that they also don't like yeah, just exactly. so that that first exactly. person doesn't win. But he was the last legitimate third party candidate who made noise right. in the pre- in the presidential election. Nobody had an impact as a third party candidate on any election in my lifetime more so than Ross Perot. Now, speaking of of crime, Tony, I know that I'm backtracking a little bit, but No, I just know- wanted to get the Ross Perot. Uh, would you would you pour one out for Ross Perot for me? Course. Probably in a nice. Uh, now, isn't his son still involved in stuff? I don't know. What the hell do I look isn't like? Isn't there is one of his sons? No, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of what's his, Ron Paul's son. I, yeah, you're no. thinking of the Paul. You're thinking of Ron Paul, maybe, and then his son who's in Congress. Um, Ron Paul was another guy who ran as as a third party candidate. Um, but do you know where else it's kind of dangerous? L.A. There's a lot of break-ins, as you know. I of course, mean, we'd love that. we have an but L.A. You, update. Yes, did you? And we need. Where is, uh, well, Daniel Sturridge? You're, you heard that his house was broken into, and who? They, Daniel Sturridge. Here. I don't know who he is. Is he some reality star that no, I don't know? He's a uh, he's a who soccer the player. Is that guy? Daniel Sturridge. Uh huh. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. I don't... Is he a, like a well known? Because I don't know every I soccer star. So anyway, they broke into his L.A. home, and then they didn't just steal stuff; they stole his dog. No. Yes. We're not going to do a dead dog dedication no, coming out of an up-tempo Ross Perot tune. But you see John Wick. I mean, shit, I, I think he needs to go all John Wick on somebody because look at this. He he put an appeal out to wh- whoever saying, please, I don't care about anything else. So we have, this is Daniel Sturridge. Does it say which team? Does he Obviously, I'll, he's in I'll the, look it up while is he in the premiership. Where is he? I'll look it up while we're playing this. Hold on. Does he Listen, play? somebody's broken to the house in L.A., Took my dog from the house, 
Listen, whoever knows who broke into my crib, I'll pay you anything. I'm dead serious. I want to know who took my shit. I want to know what's went on. I want to know why they've took my dog. I want to know why they've took bags from upstairs. I want to know what the fuck's going on. I'm dead serious. Something's got to change. Like, how can you break into a house in LA and take somebody's dog? Are you crazy? You've come into a house to take a dog. Yo, somebody please find my dog. I'll pay anything. I'm dead serious. Wow. I want my dog back, man. Daniel Sturridge, of course, uh, playing for, as I mentioned, he's in the Premier League. He's right. a striker. Uh, he played, uh, he was born in Birmingham. He spent four years with Aston Villa before moving to Coventry City, and he signed with Manchester City in 2003. And so there he is. And here's his cute little dog. It's a little Pomeranian. He's had him for a year and a half, and he always takes photographs with us. He loves this dog. Look at that face, Tony. You got to get John Wick. There's no doubt about it. Who, who, who's the best guy at getting revenge for the... Now, we know that when you're talking about getting revenge for your daughter being right. gone, you go Liam Anybody Neeson. Go Liam Neeson. You right. Liam go, Neeson. Well, this is a kidnapping, so... Yeah, but Liam Neeson, Liam, Neeson wants, Liam Neeson was the best at avenging his daughter's deaths, right? Three times already. But John Wick, that. nobody has gotten revenge for his dog more than well, John let's Wick. let's just hope that his adorable little dog is not dead, that he will get it back. And yeah, why do you steal a dog? You can take the guy. Yeah, the the guy's a rich soccer player. He's got but millions of dollars. But don't steal somebody's dog. That's like family. It's ridiculous. I like that tape, though. Did you like that? I like that. No, he's British. He's from Birmingham, England. Daniel Sturridge. I know. It's so sad. In the UK. Come on, man. He's on Liverpool right now. Oh, hold on a second. Yes. Somebody, Luigi asked me to play something. Yes. But I do believe that somebody was... Uh, Not Ron Paulus, of course, the former quarterback that... Uh, Ron Paulus sucks. Somebody had, had the Notre idea Dame already, and, and what, it's what? John Wick. Oh, I'm definitely coming for you. Yeah, definitely John definitely, Wick. Definitely John Wick. I'm definitely coming for you. No. Would John Wick not go out and get uh, Daniel oh, Sturridge's guy? I was guy? trying to get to play the bit of when, he's just, when, uh, when he goes... Uh, what bit from John Wick? Yeah, when he's just like, what he is is a man of sheer will. He cannot be stopped. He's like, he's like the one guy whose ent- our, our entire empire has been built on the bodies that he's laid the rest. Of. You steal his fucking dog. <laughs> I mean, well, we didn't. Have, I didn't even know Robin had that story, or else I would have looked up. I just Daniel Sturridge with the pencil. I would have <laughs> guessed that <laughs> he's got to kill the guy, the perpetrator. Could be a woman. How do you know it's not a chick that uh, maybe he's messing around with and she goes in and cleans the shit out, takes a dog? What dude's going to take a dog? This sounds like a chick. That that dog's probably worth a lot of money, though. It's a puppy, so you can get rid of it. No, was it a Pomeranian? Is that what it was? I didn't see it. I I haven't seen it. This is the first I'm hearing of it. If it's a Pomeranian, it's a full full grown dog. Yeah, it's a year and a half old, adorable little Pomeranian. And other people that are, um, they're, they're, they're talking about how a lot of people have had their pets. Stolen. Um, and Here in this country, people just throw their pets away. Exactly. And they're stealing them in England? What the hell's going on out there? Very <sighs> sad. So, on that note, <laughs> on that, let's on get that it back. Note, Speaking of soccer, let's get it back to football. Let's get it back to soccer updates today because yesterday we talked about the aftermath and all that other stuff. Uh huh. But the bottom line is this. 
I have more information today. This is fresh news. Right. We're not rehashing the stories from yesterday that people are still talking about, about the women and the flag and all that stuff. That's all old news now. Here's the bottom line. The ratings are in for the Women's World Cup, Luigi. And they were? I got good news and bad news. Okay. I'll how- give you the bad news first. So now read. The, the Women's World Cup final delivered some strong numbers, but viewership down almost 40%. In viewers, the United States-Netherlands FIFA World Cup final averaged 16.9 million viewers across Fox and Telemundo. That's not just Fox. That's also on Telemundo. Wow. That's down 37% when the U.S. played Japan in 2015, which that game aired in primetime, which is why the women were bitching about it being on on a Sunday morning. Remember, it was on a Sunday morning on 4th of July weekend as well. Would it have gotten bigger numbers if they had aired that at night? Which means they would have had to play it at like midnight there, right? Because they had to play it at night for it to be on here earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a time change. Now, in Japan, they didn't have to deal with that trouble. But in Japan, they had 26.7 million people. This year, 16.9. On Fox alone, 15.57 million viewers. That's down 39% from 2015. So bottom line is, you think everybody's watching it because everybody's talking about it, and everybody was because it was a big deal. But not everybody watched it. And here's the most important fact of this. And I'm not doing this to denounce it. I'm just giving you the facts. This isn't an opinion. These are actual hard numbers, which is what I deal with. I deal with facts, and then we draw an opinion and a conclusion based on those facts. Over the past 20 years, each Women's World Cup final to involve the United States has had at least 13 million viewers in the country. By comparison, though, here in America, the 2003 Germany-Sweden final, which was on ABC, uh-huh. no American team in the final, 1.2 million people. Wow. That's it. Okay. okay. So 1.2 million in this country watched Germany-Sweden in 2003. So obviously, women's soccer fans are watching the United States women play. Of course. They're not watching... Other countries play, and that's how it works in this yeah. country. It's yeah. like no base- interest, yeah. it's like baseball when you got you know uh, teams in the middle of the country. Unfortunately, because baseball, everybody used to watch the World Series. Now it's become regionalized. Well, most people, it's other sports too. When your team's on it, they check out. By the way, in two thousand and seven, Germany against Brazil in the Women's World Cup final, just six hundred and sixty four thousand people in the entire country watched that on ESPN two. So obviously, this American team is very good, and recently, they've gotten a lot of buzz because people are... are, But the bottom line is this. Women's soccer, the audience isn't as big as you think it is. When I say you, I'm talking about people. We think everybody's watching the game. They're not. No, they're not. A lot of people didn't. Why not? Because they don't like America or hate the women or whatever. And here, I'll give you a comparison to other sports. Now, any football game blows away the women's soccer final. In fact, most NFL regular season games blow away pretty much any other sport. But in non-NFL sporting events this year, the combined audience now for the Women's World Cup final, including Telemundo and Fox. Telemundo's pretty damn big. They're all over the, you know, Central America, South America. That's what people are watching. So it's not like... This is worldwide audience now. Yeah. At least from those broadcasting entities that had it on Fox and on Telemundo. And obviously the fact that there wasn't 
a team from Central America or South America hurts the ratings too, right? Because I don't you know, people in those countries are big soccer fans. Absolutely. But they're not watching USA against the Netherlands for the most part. No, they're Because probably... there were other matches on. Remember, right. you had you had the Copa Americano, we had Brazil and Peru playing men. So more people were watching Brazil Peru in that Copa. Right. Then you had the US men's team in, uh, playing against Mexico in Chicago on Sunday, right? In the Gold Cup. More people were watching that. Because Mexico, the entire country of Mexico, is watching the Mexican men team play against the United States in the men's gold cup. Only they like won their four eight channels, though. I mean, I don't really much of an option. But my point is that when, when the American women are on, especially this American women's team in the last on this back-to-back mm-hmm. run, yeah. except in 2015, remember, there weren't as many people watching the U.S. play Japan. I mean, there were there were more right, people right, right. watching U.S. play Japan. That's interesting because it was on in prime time. Yeah. And that team was very dominant and about to win a World Cup, which they hadn't won for a few years. But anyway, so let me compare it to other sports. College football championship game, Clemson, Alabama, right? That had 25.28 million people watching it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Compared to 16, when did I give you the number here? I'm going to give you the exact uh, accurate number. Thank you. 16.9 million viewers combined. From Telemundo and Fox. So, so 16.9 watched the Women's World Cup final. Mm-hmm. 25.28 watched Alabama Clemson college football. A million difference, right. College basketball, Virginia, Texas Tech, NCAA right. championship. Remember, we were doing our oh, first yeah. Twitch show, mm-hmm. right, out there at the uh, Green Turtle. Uh-huh. And nobody cared, it seemed. It wasn't like the whole world wasn't saying, oh, my God, i got to watch this NCAA championship game. Right. There wasn't a lot of buzz about it, with all due respect to the teams involved. 19.63 million people watch Virginia versus Texas Tech. Okay. Game five and game six of the NBA Finals, Luigi, 18.6 million watched NBA games, game five, finals. Really? NBA game six of the NBA Finals, 18.76 in the game six. Bottom line. Football is king in this country. NFL is king. It blows away any of these sports. Well, and the reason you're bringing all this up is because the lawsuit that's being filed. Right. Now, that's this isn't to knock the women. No. The bottom line is, did somebody go to the bathroom? Is that what it is? Emerging technologies are transforming the healthcare industry as we know it. Investors, say hello to HTech, a portfolio dedicated to capturing the significant growth potential of healthcare innovation. Learn more at roboglobal.com slash HTEC. In the cabinet. I was trying to tell him to... I'm just giving you raw numbers. So, so... I know some people will take this as I'm... I'm, uh, no, but here's what's interesting. I'm, I'm not you, ripping. I'm giving you raw right. data here. What's interesting is that the the information that we gave and the argument that we gave yesterday was worldwide numbers based upon what they but those get from FIFA. Those were revenue numbers. Right. These are, are strictly ratings right. numbers in this country now. Remember, these are ratings numbers in this country. Right. So what the the argument was because the equal pay, equal pay, equal pay. We were saying from FIFA. This is what the United States brings in is a drop in a hat comparatively. But that's not what the point was. The point of yesterday's discussion about right. numbers. Let me get to that, yeah. Robin, because I'm, I'm finishing up the ratings part. The ratings part has nothing to do with the revenue. The ratings part has to do with the fact that this is how many people watched in the country. And they got the numbers now. You know what the number one market in the country 
watching women's soccer, Robin? You know what the number one market was as far as people watching? What? Austin, Texas. Really? Austin, Texas had the most viewers watching the Women's World Cup. Austin, Texas loves... A lot of people in the bars? I I know. San Diego was second. Maybe I didn't know soccer was that big down there. Maybe it's because there's a large Latino contingency I, I down there. Maybe what is it? No, the, the Latino contingency wasn't watching soccer. America versus uh, the Netherlands. Well, I know a lot uh-huh. of I know a lot of I know, I know a lot of the, the the viewers. A lot of women were, were watching because of the fact that obviously it's it's yeah. Know, I mean, a lot thing, of men also, were watching. It wasn't just women. I know, I'm just okay. let me finish my point. My point was is that I know a lot of them were also were also watching too because of the you know the female rela- relationships that, that are going on with the soccer team and it's you know it's good for the for the LGBTQ community. Exactly. So Supporting it, no doubt about too. it. I, I'm not taking. I'm why. not denying. I'm not. I'm not discounting any no, communities saying, but watching I think, it. I, but I think that's what a, a that's not what a majority of. But I think there's a decent portion of the of the viewers. And I do believe that, that there's a large LGBTQ community yeah, but, in, but, in gay, Austin. Gay Texas. people aren't the only people watching soccer. No, I know, right? I know. No, no, but they but, do make up a, a portion of the. Of course of why they this do. Is of course they do. But but not just gay people watch soccer. I, I'm, but anyway. I'm just giving you markets. Austin, the highest rated market. Then San Diego, then Washington D.C., Kansas City, Seattle. Those are the top five markets. And you notice one thing in common: Washington D.C. is the only East Coast market that gets over 13 million people watching it. Mm-hmm. So again, you take from it what you want. The bottom line is, it was it it was obviously watched by a lot of people, and it was yes. probably the number one event on at that time, 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, because Wimbledon doesn't get those kinds of numbers. So bottom line is this. People watched it, but not as many people as 2015. I don't know why. Maybe because it was on early in the morning versus uh, later at night. And that's why Megan Rapino was complaining about the men's game being on later in the day because she thought it was unfair for the women. Here's the thing about that comparison. Megan, Megan Rapino complained that the women's game was on early and they shouldn't have put the men's game against Mexico on the same day. Right. Well, I understand. She didn't make that call. They didn't make that and call. And it was made a long time exactly. ago. It, it was planned. It wasn't like they were trying to shaft the women by putting the men's game on later. The fact of the matter is the men's game was played in the United States in Chicago where they could put it on in prime time because Fox had both games. Fox had both programs. They had the women's games and the men's games. So when they put the U.S.-Mexico game on in prime time, it was much easier to put that in prime time on a Sunday because it was, all, it was in Chicago, not in... France, in Lyon. Makes so sense. the time difference, because the game started at 11 o'clock, the women's game, right. Sunday morning on the East Coast. Right. For them to start it later, that means the women would have had to play at midnight yeah. in France. Would that have made it better to put them on at 3 in the afternoon or 4 in the afternoon? No, because people are going to watch it if they're home. Remember, it's 4th of July weekend. People are out and about. So for the most part, people aren't sitting in front of their TV sets on Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons. Well, I can understand her argument, though, or their argument as a whole, that, that even though it was planned a long time ago, because it was planned a long time ago, the women's soccer does earn, they have the right to have their own day. And the, the good point that was just made um, from one of our great listeners here, all cities with good MLS teams, I mentioned the markets, uh-huh. where, the, where the biggest soccer was, right. Austin, you got San Diego, Washington, Kansas City, Seattle, all have MLS teams. Philly has a good MLS team. I didn't see the Philly ratings. Bottom line, and the Gold Cup wasn't even on Big Fox. Yeah. It was on Fox Sports 1. I didn't see the ratings for that, 
But obviously, the timing helped the men's game. Absolutely. A, because it was people were coming home from Fourth of July weekend, remember? Mm-hmm. So now that game's on in prime time, Sunday night, weekend's over, and they're sitting down, and there's other things on. But they watch the soccer game, and Mexico, and I guarantee you, the Telemundo or Tele- yeah. Univision, whoever had the Spanish-speaking broadcast, which I think is still Telemundo, I guarantee you those numbers now, were huge in Mexico. Tony, let's be honest. If if it weren't for the Dutch playing and me wanting to watch it, uh, would you have made it a point to watch the? Of course, I, I watch all championship events. What was I doing? I was I was chilling on Sunday morning at eleven o'clock. Dog, looking your with face. the dog. Your chill with my granddaughter, the Lana Banana Girl, <laughs> sitting on my on the couch Grand, watching soccer. Granddogger. You think I'm watching all those stupid Sunday morning news propaganda shows? Right. It's no. A- it's your I don't, I don't get up and why I don't get up and read the newspapers and see what's going on in politics. I don't get up and turn on the Sunday morning news blob shows. I normally don't watch TV at eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning, but I watched it because the Women's World Cup game was on. Just like I would watch it if there was a, a gold medal game in in, in 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 hockey in the Olympics in the middle of winter. I would watch it no matter what time it was on. Watch it, senor. I'd watch it with the fox. I'd watch it in the box. Exactly right. I watch it while wearing socks. You're damn right. So anyway, I 9 o'clock, I, I said, Gold Cup, 9 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the West. And the sports reporters aren't on anymore, so I don't even watch that anymore. Oh, no. Remember the sports Back in the day. So now, one last thing about soccer. The argument is, and the lawsuit that we talked about yesterday. Yesterday, we gave you the raw numbers yes. on what men's soccer World Cups, the men's World so Cup international. international take of the pot that they split with the men's players versus the international take from FIFA on what the Women's World Cup generated. And we showed you the numbers were staggering. And in fact, the women's percentage of the gross revenues or the net revenues is actually higher than the men's percentage. 13 versus 9%. Exactly. But here's the part where I think the women have a legitimate gripe on their lawsuit Mm -hmm. demanding equal pay to what what the men's teams get. And this one is a good one. This is from the Wall Street Journal, obtained from the U.S. Soccer Federation. Audited financial statements from the U.S. Soccer Federation. So this is legit, too. This has nothing to do with worldwide takes. This has to do with the women and the men's team in this country. Inside the U.S. Inside the United States. In 2016, women's games generated $1.9 million more in revenue than men's games. From 2016 to 2018, women's games generated approximately $50.8 million in revenue compared with 49.9 for men's games. Now remember, here's the bottom line to this. The lawsuit states that if the men's and women's teams won each of the 20 non-tournament games that they are contractually required to play. Now remember, they have to play these games. The right. men's team has to make play a certain number of games. Now I'm not talking about World Cup. I'm talking about tournaments. They have to play 20 of them. The women's team players would earn a maximum of $99,000. That's fifty. It's $4,950 a game. So okay. each woman gets like five grand a game okay. in those non-tournament games. Men's teams earn 263000 or 13166 per game. Okay. So the women are getting... They're getting almost five grand. The men are getting over thirteen grand to play in the same games at the same level. The ones that they have to play as part of being the U.S. Women's National Men Team and the U.S. Men's National Team. So, in 2014 and 2015, the women actually drew 
more revenue, more fans, fannies in the seats who paid to get in than the men did in this country. So in that case, if they take that to a judge, and guess what? Here's the best part of it. The United States men's team says they support this. Yeah. We were, here's the quote from the United States National Soccer Team Players Association, fully supporting the U.S. women's national players trying to achieve equal pay. Specifically, we are committed to a concept of a revenue-sharing model to address the U.S. Soccer Federation's market realities and find a way toward fair compensation. On that note, they, they, they got a winning case here. Isn't that what I said yesterday? But about- you were, we weren't looking at these numbers. Everybody was basing it on the numbers they knew. This story came out today about the documentation considering the tax audited U.S. Soccer Federation numbers obtained by the Wall Street Journal. So the numbers we gave yesterday were pure numbers internationally on what men's soccer makes right. versus women's soccer in the World Cup stage. Mm-hmm. Are you following me, camera guy? Yeah. You so now what? we got, does everybody follow me now? It's so actually, women are grossly underpaid. Yes. If they're bringing in just as much revenue as the men are, and as far as bringing people into the seats and mm-hmm. selling gear and all that other stuff, why shouldn't they get the same amount and of money? And another way to look at it, it's like they're doing the same work, and this is, quote unquote, their salary. This is not bonuses. This is not um, additional advertising dollars. This is just salary. That. I can totally understand, should be the same. And that's, and that's the good part of this whole story. Because now, when people are ripping these women, saying, well, they, you know, they don't make as much money as the men. They're not, you know, like, look, at the, look at the revenue. Because that's what Fox, because now, now Fox gets the ratings, and they have to go to their advertisers and say, hey, guess what? We didn't get as many people as we did in 2015 when yeah, you beat yeah. Japan, and now you want more money for your soccer coverage? Because the rights to this, remember, soccer, Fox outbid ESPN and the other companies who wanted the rights to the World Cup. And the women are a hot property. Let's be honest. The women's team is generating more buzz than the men's team. Absolutely. Right? There's no, there's no, no doubt no about it. But the bottom line is, the ratings that they generated, you can't go and say, listen, they're, they're going to play the car, they're going to play the money game. They're going to say, you guys didn't even get, you guys can't even beat college football, college basketball or games five and six of the NBA Finals in the ratings, and you want to charge us how much for your rights to cover the next World Cup for women? That's how it works in the world of business. As far as their deal with the Soccer Federation and how much they get paid versus what the men get paid for action in this country, they deserve equal pay. Because they're being paid... Based on what they're well, bringing so in. So based upon this, it looks like they probably will win. They will their win this case. No, it's not going to result. It's not like a hundred million dollars of revenue. But still, it, no, it, no. But my point is, it's not going to break anybody. No, it's not going to break. The, FIFA's a corrupt organization anyway. <laughs> the crooked bastards who run that, they should be in jail, let alone doling out the money. Yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to even take the petty cash from the concession stands <laughs> in Lyon, France. For this whole thing. <laughs> Your hands at my till, bro. You're damn right. 9 so, 11 Sixer says, Tony's soccer breakdown is longer than Luigi's entire show tonight. But th- th- listen, this is important. We have time to do this. I don't have to do, hey, we got two minutes to talk soccer. Question, Let's get it back to the Eagles. Know, By the way, our good buddy Trevor says, this is quality radio because yeah. some stations are asking today, hey, what game, when you look at the Eagles' schedule. It's not what station. It's what it's what, ES, what Elias Shore Parks is asking the Eagles' Twitter. When you look on the schedule, what away game are you looking for to go to? And you to? know what? I don't have a problem with that because Schnaz that's his fest. job. Elliot Shore Parks is a friend. He does a good job. He's got to generate buzz on his Twitter feed about the Eagles because he covers the Eagles. His takes are dog shit. But listen, a lot of people <laughs> think my are. takes are dog shit. They are. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're more like cat shit. We got a lot of cat shit around. By the way, I have to point out, (laughs) Luigi, you need to stop doing this because it's very confusing. Um, You need to sign into Twitch under your own account so that you're replying as you, not as Bruno Nation Live. Oh. Oh. Are you ripping people as me? No. So he's like replying in it, and normally. I'm the only one that's oh, on there. Oh, it's the control part of it. That's what it is. No, it's very confusing. Rather. I don't want to pe- I don't want to pe- th- have Why? People I don't th- care if anybody has. As long no, as we're on the show. I don't want people to think who did you that write, I'm I hate as negative him. as him. Wait, who wrote I hate him? <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> who do you hate? Who did you hate <laughs> as me? me? I hate him. Oh, you hate Elliot Shore. Yeah. See, now Elliot Shore Park's going to think I wrote yeah. on our stream See? chat it's that I hate way, him. It's the same way you hate Marvin Lewis. <laughs> I don't hate Marvin Lewis. I don't hate Elliot Short Parks. Exactly. That's I don't why hate anybody. I need to point out that that is Luigi, and he needs to stop doing that. You need to sign out and sign back in onto your oh, own. I'll fix it. Hang on. Jesus. Damn it. Don't misrepresent me, man. Don't misrepresent me. Let me be me. I hate as the great Randall Cunningham once said. I think it's time for you to do another one of those on-air uh, sinus rinses. Good Lord, Tony Bruno. I didn't Aren't take an t- allergy pill today. It's clear. I Plus, think you need to get one. <laughs> Joe Quill says, Elliot Shore Parks needs to pick a last name. Damn hyphenated bullshit, man. I agree. <laughs> All these hyphenated people... names need to be removed. Yeah, they do. Just do pick they not? one. Pick one. Even if you have two of them, just pick one to go by. What's with the hyphenated bullshit, man? I hate we don't play that here. We don't play that. Anyway, um, we've got some updates to get to also, and some open lines if yes, you'd like to check in. Our lines are open we right now. We've got an hour and 15 minutes left, Luigi. If you have comments, questions, or funk. rants, please give us a call at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. So far, we've covered Taco Tuesday, Taco, Taco Fall, Tuesday. dominating in the Summer League to review. We gave you the home run derby, juiced ball, juice ups the night in Cleveland. Pete Alonzo. Vlad, Jock Peterson's show last night, phenomenal. And uh, MLB got it right. They fixed it. Now the NBA needs to fix their skills competition. So does hockey. I mean, breaking dishes in a net. I mean, that's not, that's, that's a skill, I guess. I like to break dishes in a Greek restaurant, though, at the end of the night. Mazel tov. Oh, yeah. No, they don't say mazel tov. What do they no, say in a Greek can... restaurant, Robin? Oh, 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 break oh, dishes. Oh, oh, oh. I, I don't know why I had Jewish on the brain. I'd say they break the, they break dishes, and I've been in Greek restaurants where they break the dishes. I have not. I've missed out every single time. I was oh, the great real, oh, Petros Robin. Papadakis, his father. We were going to go there, and then the restaurant closed. He retired, and I missed it. What do they do? They just like slam them at the feet of people? No, it's it's sort of a dance, and I think it's in a celebration. And so they at the I need some Greek music here. I need. I could use some baklava right about right now too. Oh, I'm starving. Do you like baklava? Oh, no, it's too. Sweet. I love baklava. Do you like uh, spanakopita? Yeah, of course. Robin, what's your favorite Greek food? Um, I like spanakopita. I like uh, what are the 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 the, the grape, leaves? The grape, the grape leaves. That's uh, gawomki, I think we call it. And no, I that's love, Polish. I love hiros. That's not really Greek stuff. Though. That's street food, gyros. Plate smashing, the Greek tradition. The Greek wait, we have a great. Yes. Wait, we have a break. We have a plate yeah. smashing update. Let's go to that Malaka. Not smashing yeah. pumpkins, yeah. smashing plates. Let's go to that Malaka over there. <laughs> your, your Greek update. Uh, plate smashing, the Greek tradition um, has its. This is the practice started when a rich family invited a much poorer family to dinner, and to make them feel invited. To make them feel invited, them to break the plates. They were pr- they were proving that friendship is everything. It's not about the money. 
because the, the rich people had plates, the poor people didn't. Isn't that kind of like throwing it in your face? Like, we're so rich. No, they, we were, can... sa- no, they were saying it's no, not think about, about the money. Think about it. That's kind of like totally opposite of what I would think it would mean. Like, we're so rich, we can break our plates and not even worry about it. It's just, it symbolizes just good luck and happy. Yeah. And a happy life. You're not slamming it in their face and say, bitch, what do you got, paper plates? You got China? I got China. Other centuries, I mean, over the centuries, breaking plates has become linked with the Greek concept of, of kefi. <laughs> High spirits and fun. Some say that it words it wards off evil spirits. Right. Others they, maintain that plates broken during a wedding reception symbolize good luck and a happy lasting marriage. And I think don't they don't they throw the plates into the hearth? Not black china. No, not that black. No, we throw plates at each other. That's it. Put your hands up. Come on, man. Hey. 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 Not Evan Turner. No. <laughs> not, <Michael>. not Tina Turner. <laughs> Not Michael Turner. By the way, I never watched any of those stupid big fat, Turner. big fat Greek wedding movies. Did you? Oh, I did. I loved them. They were the, the first one. I this I never watched the second. It's gotta one. pick up a little bit. Though. Yeah, I got my. Oh, it gets faster and faster. That's the whole point of this song. <laughs> Let's go. Not North Turner. How about you give people the plate for the money they don't have? How about you pass around the plate instead? Is that where the term fix me a plate came from? <laughs> Is that where the brothers got it from? They walked into a Greek wedding. Somebody fix me a damn plate. Hello. 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 Now you gotta do the whole spinny spinny. Greek life update coming up in the three o'clock oh, hour. Right, stay tuned. Greek life. I'm all about that Greek life. That's right. You know, I uh, I was supposed to my my graduation trip from my school in Holland was supposed to go to Greece. So when I moved, I missed out on that. We were supposed to do a bicycle trip all throughout Greece. Kind of bummed. Not Jimmy the Greek. Not Jimmy the and Greek. You, and you know what we did my graduation trip in uh, in in America? Now, what did you do, Robin? You got wasted and the got L- white girl wasted and started pulling each other's no. hair at a club's White Sox game? Here yeah. was the difference. A his, historical bicycle trip through Greece was my trip in the Netherlands, and in the U.S. it was to the L.A. Zoo. Oh. I know, right? Not the movie Greece, not Greece Lightning. Not Greece oh, wait. Poles. Duncan Dad says, Greek life, when the front door's closed, you can always try the back. Oh, There it goes. Big now it's starting to get good. Big finish here. You know what they have in these Greek restaurants? What? Poker in the front, liquor in the rear. Do you know what this is called, Tony? I, I know, I forgot the name. What is it called? Zorba's Dan. Zorba's Dan from Zorba the Greek. Come on. Not Jimmy the Greek, and not Get Me to the Greek, the Greek theater in Los Angeles. I feel like I'm speaking Greek right now, Tony. It's all Greek to me. And this is being played by a very good Greek name, Nikis Theodorakis. I had some of that the other night. Yeah, but you gotta use the Greek olive oil. The Greek freak just checked in and said, I like the show today, keep it going, boys. Giannis on the on a text stream. <laughs> Any Greeks listening right now, give us a call. 215-462-Tony. No, I mean, it is liquor in the front and poker in the rear. I even blew that joke, damn it. I don't know. Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. I know no, that's a different. Come on, you know this. 
the mandolin. No, the balalaika. The balalaika. Wasn't he on uh, no, you're talking Balky the... Bartakamos? No. Wasn't not, he from the, the island? Balayega, who's John Wick, who's the boogeyman. <laughs> that would be the balalaika. Balalaika. The balalaika orchestra, right. man. I like it a lot. Me likey likey. Ninety-one Sixers. I went to a Greek diner. The menu had 61 pages. Exactly. It's so true. Their diners have the most, because they have Greek food. They have Italian food. They have American food. They have breakfast. They have, it's crazy. They didn't have Nick Papa Giorgio in there, though, winning another car. From Yuma. (laughs) Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. Or George Papadopoulos, of course. Now, Trevor from the 203 says he has a Greek sorority update at Muskingum Muskingum University. What? I guess. Musk Kingdom's University. Okay, well, what's the update? What's the update? Yes. He's going to have to call in. <laughs> <clears throat> while, while we are waiting for yeah. any phone calls to come Jesus in, um, we've, we've we got through- to get this other update. We got, I sent you a couple of good updates today. Yes. The one about, it's a couple days old, but did you see the update? From another country, you know we have a lot of. I got stung by the way over the weekend by a. No. Yeah, I got stung on my, stung on my thumb, in my son's house. So I'm walking through the house. Bastard! All of a sudden, a yellow jacket. It was either a yellow jacket or a wasp lands on my thumb, just out of nowhere. Probably a wasp. And and uh, so I'm uh, before I get a chance to whack it and knock it off, the thing stings me. I mean, and it hurt, and my finger swelled oh, up. Oh yeah. And I couldn't move it, man. He it was, looked, all, he, I was I was worried. I'm, and I'm my luck, my son Chris, my youngest son, he's allergic to bees and wasps and hornet. He has to have the uh, EpiPen around. Yeah. With him all the time. I'm not allergic. I haven't been stung in a long time, except in the divorce. But that you know you expect that. And there's plenty of ways to heal that. Alcohol takes usually. Yeah. I have been assassinated. So. I have been buried alive. Exactly. Got that right. No, I mean, Tony, seriously, like, okay, so. <laughs> this thing lasted only a day. That thing's lasted that hurts. 15 years. And so they're, they're, they're going through, like, this whole, divorce this, whole, this whole remodel, and so everything's all kind of like the way it is around yeah. here with everything. No, you can't find anything. So we're looking for medication to help. Because so this thing's hurting now. We put ice. I was like, Robin, look up bee stings. Or, and it wasn't a bee. It was a wasp or a yellow jack. And his thumb was, it looked like he had a, stuck his thumb in a plum. And I, and I knocked the thing down and it was still alive and I couldn't get a chance to grab it and snap, step on it and it went underneath the floorboard. Ah. Yeah. So I didn't even get a chance to examine it and then punish it and punish it severely. What would you have done to it, Tony? I would have just stepped on it. So, it so we put, we wash it with soap and water. It's the first thing they say. And they try. They say that make sure that the stinger's not in. But it had swollen up so much, it was hard to tell. And then they say put ice on it. And then um, the only other thing that we could find in the house was preparation was H. Preparation <laughs> H. I put prep to get the hey, sting out, you know, and I didn't feel a stinger in there. You didn't put like uh, just like an ice pack on it. Oh well, yeah, yeah, we, we did put that ice too. But we were like, you know, the, it's, it says to put like uh, some uh, Benadryl lotion or something like that, which there was nothing there. And I'm like, okay, well, preparation H takes down swelling, right? Let's try stinger. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the toothpaste. So I'm thinking, again, I'm not. Going crazy. I'm just like, it really hurt. And it was swollen. It was swole AF, as they said. Not the good swole, the bad swole. It, and it, it still hurts to this day. Yeah. It still hurts, man. Now, a bump there? Did you know, though? No, that I had there a bump is, there already. Now, he also has arthritis. Right. And we're hoping that this is going to help his arthritis because there's bee sting therapy specifically for arthritis. What? So maybe, yes. I'm hoping that this sting from this wasp jello jacket bee, it wasn't a bee. I know I know what a bee looks like. The the ones that you the, the ones are hornets and wasp and yellow jackets. Those are the ones you have to 
see to you know understand which ones they are. They're all very similar: wasps, hornets, and yellow jackets, right? Correct. Yes. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> but anyway, John Daly got bit by a spider, and you see, he wanted to enter the British Open, which is coming up, but they wouldn't let him use a card again, like they did at the U.S. Open. Right. So he's not going to play at the British Open, Where not because of the spider, spider but I don't oh, know. Oh, they just wouldn't let him use a card. Yeah, because he's, he wanted to use a car, A, because he can't walk around. I mean, come on, dude. You're an athlete. You should be I know. you got, you got to be able to walk, walk especially walk in England, course. man. There's no trees or anything on those you damn courts. Now, Tony, the first update that we want to go to. Yes. Now that we're, we, so so hopefully nobody else gets stung by a bee because it's, it is, or, or Do I get any steroids? You got any roids? How about CBD no, oil? Think, if I rub I that you. on But we're hoping this is going to have like a side, a silver lining No, it hurts more now. My bones hurt more. And I can't, and they. Supposedly they leave the stingers in, but I've been trying to like feel if there's a stinger it stuck in there. Doesn't feel like anything. No, either. I don't feel anything. If it's in, it's all the way in. Oh, you got the CBD? Yeah. Should I put some CBD oil on it live? No, that's to put under your tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that's a sublingual. Or... How about put... just a little drop for just no, a second? That won't do anything. Why not? It's not going to. It's there's... CBD oil. Tony, there's not enough that can be absorbed in your body that would make a difference. I have the CBD cream. Wait, preparation upstairs. H is okay on my thumb, but a drop of CBD oil isn't. It's not going to do anything. That's sublingual. How do you know? Why, why can't I try it? Well, and Maybe waste... I just get a high. Maybe I get you high. Waste, waste of CBD oil. It's not a waste. I'm going to put a little dabble. Do you remember Brill cream? Do you. Remember Brill cream? It's a little dabble. Little dabble. Just a Look drop. Right there. Look at that. Bang. Done. I didn't even squeeze it. But that's not even where it stung you. Yeah, I'm going to just rub it around now. It's oil. You can move it. Rub that oil around like that. <laughs> just like that. That's not how you do it. That's not That's not how it works. Our Martin0713 <laughs> says, George Brett says hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spit on that thing. Right. <clears throat> Go spit on that. And if, you, if we're going by the Greeks, <laughs> then you need to use some uh, Windex. Spray some Windex on it. Remember my big fat Greek wedding? I didn't see my big fat Greek wedding. One, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. The dad in my big fat Greek wedding felt that uh, Windex fixed everything. If you had psoriasis, if you get stung by a bee, (laughs) spray it with Windex. If you you have acne, spray it with Windex. You know what I need now? We just did that, right? Any little hits from the bog here, man. I don't have cypress cells. Come on, you gotta have that. Tony, we were dancing with the, the the Greeks. But you know. There's a new dance, a new dance craze, and a new the locomotion. Dance, and everybody's a new, doing a brand new dance now. A new dance teacher. We have a new dance teacher. Yes, we do. Not it, the, the guy, not the people on Dancing with the Stars. Not all those two nods who now have their own shows. No, it is a new dance no. teacher named Snowball. Snowball. Snowball, the dancing cockatoo. Not the baby shark guy. No. Now, you know that you and I both love parrots. You know, I hear snowball. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) Let's go to Snowball, the dancing parrot. Oh, he's dancing. The girls just want to have fun? Oh, man. He is dancing to everything. And you you have to look at all the different moves he has. It's not just bobbing his head up and down, right? No. He does side to side. Oh, good. See, he has different moves for different, different stuff. I love that shit. Let's do the downward shake. Oh, yeah. See, when they just do, like, the head bob, I'm, like, I'm watching Beavis, the foot lifts. And, Beavis and Butthead or Headbangers Ball on MTV. At now, this is the foot lift with the downward swing. He's adding a little motion yeah, to it. Yeah, but can it twerk? That's, that's all I'm worried about. Here's the, head, here's the head foot sink. And the, here's the, our favorite, the headbang. Oh, yeah, the Headbangers Ball part. Yep. Everybody knows how to do that. Now This, this is, is highly edited, though. With the lifted foot. 
This is the pose. He's doing the... What's the other bird in the background doing? Nothing. Just hanging around, yep. watching this shit. Can we just play the video without any sound? I can put different music underneath it and see what that sounds like. Can we start that again? This guy well, he's going to keep going. He's going to... He, now he's going to do an entire... Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you yes. added the girls want to have fun? No, oh, that's already it. on there. I agree, Luigi. That's much better music. This is much better music. Oh, yeah. Oh, this works way better. See that? Do it again. We're racket from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, let me rack it from the beginning. Let's watch Snowball really bad. I'll start it again. Shake ready? that ass, yes. Okay, right. ready to go. Here we go. Here go. <laughs> that's a good job out of you, Next man. One. Let me know when you're ready, Robin. I'm ready. Go, go, go. Ready, set, go. They call me Big L.A. Look at that. He's, he's out with the beat. Now go. Go ahead. Here we go. Oh, yeah, baby. You know this song is fun, right? It's head sprung. It's why it's gonna start bagging. Oh my god, that is awesome. <laughs> you can tell whatever family has that bird, they're crackers, man. They don't have any funk in that house. So now, interestingly enough, the reason why this is such a big deal in the news right now is that scientists, other that, that deserves a swig of handy right there, baby. I gotta get the head dog out for that bird. So. Wait a minute, Robin. Oh. BSOP, baby! Handy! Now, the reason why this is a big deal, Tony Bruno... Why is this a big effing deal? ...is that scientists for the longest time have thought that humans are the only ones that will break into spontaneous dance. That actually... Now, there, there are... Um, the, obviously, there are birds that will do some kind of a mating dance right. but it's a mating and it's only one type of dance they don't have like all these different moves yeah they, they don't have a whole routine right they don't have a whole routine parrots way, however just for one second let me try a little henny on the uh, bee stick or the wasps parrots Tony parrots that um, have verbal possibilities that can talk you mean oral possibility? I love oral yeah, possibilities. Yeah, oral possibilities. They, for whatever reason, can actually make up their own dance moves. They can? Yes, and they can They don't have to, like, rent a DVD? And that, for some reason, scientists are finding this absolutely fascinating, and uh, Snowball is one of the best dancers around. No doubt about it. And has many, many, many moves. So, if anybody would like to take some dance lessons, just download YouTube Snowball Parrot as he's a cockatoo. And hey, uh, they get a cockatoo around here, maybe more people will watch it. Oh! Robin? Um, he has been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Thank you. You know, I just put some on there and it feels better already. Does it? Use hey. your common sense. I am. That's that. common sense. I got alcohol, alcohol. right? Yeah, Either you pour that. as expensive as alcohol, though. Just a drop. Either just like that. the CBD. I tried the CBD. That's not rubbing alcohol. That's clubbing alcohol right there, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Maybe it's the Hennessy and the CBD oil combined. Oh, that's combined. a good combo right there. Oh, you get you high, get you loose, get you ready for that juice, Tony. That's why. I'm get you high tonight. This dude just, he's treating a wasp bite with CBD and Henny. Hey. bro. Seriously. I make him up. You just went hood next level. <laughs> Come on, man. 
Now, since since we're, I think that's how they treated like gunshot wounds in the Watts riots back in exactly the day. Exactly right, man. That was the Civil War. I love the bottle cap in this thing. That's I mean. fantastic. It's old you school. Get the glass and you pop that baby in. Mm-hmm. That's some good shit, right that there. That's good shit. Now, Tony, since we're talking about sports and we do love animals, we're about Henny and the birds. <laughs> that's right, Henny and the birds. We, was that old Mozart I do group? have one other, just a cute, cute animal video. That uh, I don't know if you saw it, but this whole show's going to the zoo. But we haven't even had a golf segment yet, so let's go to a golf segment. You have a golf segment we, on the show? Yeah. We just gave you John Daly's not going to play in the British Open, and I refuse to call it the Open. It's the stinking British Open. Don't tell me what to call it. But here, Tony is. Yes. Let's get it back to the Eagles. Well, let me just show you this <laughs> video. Days, really, baby. Let me show you this video really, really. I want to see it, and it's very short. What's this all about? This is when you're when you're playing golf, but you have cats. When you're Wherever playing, you go to best. Oh, sorry. So this is a cat. He's on the. Uh, is he He's on, on the, the green. tee box? Is he on the green or on the tee box? He's on the green. Oh, the green. oh, he's he's the, the guy's trying no, to putt. Fairway. Yeah, he's trying to putt into so, into the cop, and he's blocking it from the cop. Yeah, oh, no, he's on the, the green. Okay. <laughs> and this cat just came wandering onto the golf. Oh, so it's not his cat? No. Look, oh, he kept it from a birdie right oh, the there. The flyers should take a look at this cat. He's got cat-like reflexes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's what Riddle would do. Where is Riddle, by the way? Sleeping today? over he's here. Sleeping. He's, he's sleeping. He's out cold. Chill. Lily's not down here today, no. is she? Oh, look at him. Glove. Glove saving a beauty. What? Don't look oh. on that one. Look at this Sorry. one. You're behind. Oh, that's right. Doesn't matter. The cat's just making save after save after save. Is that all? Stand on his head, don't. He's standing on his paw, his ass, his tail, everything. That's some good stuff there. How awesome That's, is yeah, that? The great Felix the Cat Potman. Remember him Robert back Ash. in the day? Is that Robert Ash? Emil the Cat Francis. That's great old school hockey coach knowledge right there, Somebody man. Somebody needs to kick that kitten off the damn green. Dude, that's not Robert Ash. <laughs> Felix the Cat Potman. That's. Tell me when we're Jeremy Bloom days away from the start I of the know, Eagles. Man. I can't stand that shit, dude. What? The, oh, the countdown? I know. We're now officially Brian Dawkins days away. Freaking morons. That's what you do when you got nothing to talk. They're not playing cat videos or, or bumping birds or any of that stuff, are they? No. That's why we're here and they're there. You know what I'm saying? I, By the way, I got a couple of NBA notes for today. Uh, more NBA from you? This is legit NBA. <laughs> And a question will be asked to Turn you. Turn that down, because Robin's going to start playing with it and throws everything off. I got, I, I got it right. I'm controlling the volume, Robin. Get your hands off the damn knobs. Well, then turn it freaking down. I know how to fade, Robin. Yeah, but you have to fade, because if not, she fades it all the way down. And I'm going to fade play. her ass right here in a second. I hear you. See? Now I'm up down. I know. I have it. Let it's me do it. still too loud. No, it's not. <laughs> Goodness gracious. See? When you get punished, I get punished too. See, now you bring a slow fade back. See, that's how you do it, Robin. Trust me. I've been doing this for 50 plus years. Tony, it's not the same when it's going out over the stream. What don't you fucking understand? (laughs) Damn it. You turn the whole fade Did you just turn I'm it off? Just, I'm going to turn you off if you don't. I'll kill you if you don't turn it yeah, back on. Yeah, that's fine. I'll kill you. <laughs> that's fine. I'm, I'm all the way down. I can't, I can't play anymore. Robin, will you just leave the damn thing alone?
So, guess what happened today, Luigi, in the Nash and the Association? What? <laughs> what? The Phoenix Suns, your favorite team out in the desert. Comb the desert. We ain't found shit. Exactly. Kyle Korver is a free man again. Oh, he's officially... He has been dumped. Nice. Saving your Phoenix Suns $4 million so they can buy more air misters to put outside of the stadium in downtown of the arena in downtown Phoenix, Arizona. So the Lakers, the Sixers, the Bucks, and you remember, you know, Kyle Korver's 38 years old now and still can shoot the three ball with the yes, best of them. He's a, he's a hot commodity right now. I'm looking up, I'm looking to see right now if there's been... Now, you remember, he started his career here in Philly. He was drafted by the Nets... But the Sixers grabbed him in a draft day trade. And he spent his first four and a half years here with the 76ers. I got to go into breaking news. Did you know that? I, I have to because it's Taco Tuesday. What is it? Burger King has now on sheath dollar tacos. I saw that last night. They don't look good, though. They're crunchy. I don't like the crunchy the taco you shells. like a soft When you bite it, it breaks apart, and then all the meat falls all over. Don't they have it. the option for both? No, they just have no, crispy just tacos crispy now. Taco. Only crispy? Burger King has crispy tacos. And apparently, there is no no one assigned Corver yet. No, he's going to be... Uh, he he's, he's a free agent as of this morning. They released him in Denver. They were expecting this when they made the trade. It was a salary dump. Utah, Right. Yes. So he, here's who he's been with. He started with the Sixers, first four and a half years here, 03 to 07. Atlanta. Then he was traded to the Jazz. Remember, the Sixers traded him to the Jazz, mm-hmm. where he put, then had a season where he had the three-point percentage record, the greatest single-season three-point shooting percentage season of all time back then. Then he goes to the Bulls in 2010. Then he goes to the Hawks, 2012 to 2000. 16, and he makes the all-star team as an Atlanta Hawk in okay. 2015. Then he goes to Cleveland for a couple of years. Wins one there. And he wins a championship with LeBron. Then he goes to Utah back again. Second trip with Utah. And then, of course, he was traded to the Phoenix Suns, who now have unloaded him. So now he's a free man, and you got to look at the money situation He's probably going to get a one-year. He's not going to get a two-year. Well, he's deal. a hired gun at this point. He's yeah. going to get. A, he's going to get. A, you know, a, a small role to come in. He'll get three or four million. But you know, remember, Tony, when he was here in, in Philadelphia, the big thing on him was he could shoot the three, but he can't defend or rebound. Right? When he went to Atlanta, he turned. He turned into an all-star player. I mean, yeah. he turned into a, a better defensive player and a better rebounder. He's a good guy off the bench if you need some offense. Listen. And he's going to shoot the three ball, which is what the NBA is on. Yeah. He was. He was the three-point guy before three-point shooting was was the was all the rage now. Everybody shoots threes now. Mm-hmm. Kyle Korver, back when we thought he was Ashton Kutcher. Remember, everybody said, oh, he looks just like Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. You remember those days? Because he does. But listen, you know, he's going he's gonna to help someone. You know he's going to go to the Lakers, though, right? I, I don't know. He's going to go to the Lakers. I think maybe he's coming home. I don't personally, I don't want him here, but I think maybe, I think this is going to take a You know what school, you know what college you play for? Creighton. That's great Creighton knowledge, bro. right? That's good. Come Let me on. give you a roaring round of applause right there, man. Thank you. You're looking him up, aren't you? No, I just knew that already. You remember Creighton? You remember, remember when he Creighton. played at Creighton? Yeah. He was no Creighton. He was pretty damn good. Number, I think he was the 11th pick in the draft, if I, don't, if I recall. That's some good Kyle Korver knowledge right there. Don't test me. And the other story is now Sorry. the Russell Westbrook saga. I love this. Starting to heat up, kids. Yeah. Starting to heat up. He now says he's open to moving. You know where he wants to go, though, right? In Veneville, Amiami. Amiami now. He's taking his tail to he South sees. Beach. Yes. 
Are they going to have another one? They should bring back uh, all those guys in the small and all the uh, the fog machine and the decision. Remember the whole LeBron thing? Yeah. The decision where they had the smoke-filled room and and the LeBron came yeah, down. Dry ice. And then he had, yeah. It was him, Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade come out of the smoke. So they got Kawhi and CP3. No. Not Kawhi. I mean. Um, you got. Yeah. Who went to Miami? You got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went to Miami right. and he, he took he, along. Well, he's got. It's Jimmy Butler's there. He didn't bring anybody with him yet. They're gonna have to get rid of some people. But it'll be Jimmy. It'll be Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, right? Dion Waiters, right? Uh, Bam Abadeo, and Bam. and then you'll have uh, looking like Russell Westbrook going in there. Exactly. That's he, I mean, Jimmy Butler says he wants to go be the guy and win a championship somewhere. And, and, if he and gets he goes Russell to Miami. If he gets Russell Westbrook, he ain't going to be the guy. But what's interesting here is, though, last week when all this started and Jimmy Butler obviously went right away to Miami, people said, oh, balance of power in the East now. It's the Sixers and Milwaukee and maybe Boston, maybe Indiana. Now, all of a sudden, if, they, if Russell Westbrook goes to Miami... Do they not? Are they not in the mix? Because everybody said, "No, they're going to be a seven no, seed." No, they're not going to be a seven seed with Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook, no, are they? No. And here's the reason why. The reason why is because they're going to have to still fill out that roster in order to get Russell Westbrook. Tony, this is going to have to be a trade. I know. So that. they're going to have to trade a lot of commodities they already have. If they, but can they don't have a lot. But you, you, no, all but you need the, is two guys and a bunch of guys around them. Right. But there's not. But to see the thing is, Miami doesn't have just like a bunch of guys. You're not going to win a title with. Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, and Kelly Olynyk. It's not about winning a title. It's about being relevant again. But for, for, but for Westbrook, it kind of is. He's got about two – he's been in the league for 11 years, Tony. He's got about two more years I left. I know he does. Now, Trevor from the 203 is saying, am I crazy to say Russell Westbrook going to the Chicago Bulls? Uh, I don't think no, he's No, they don't have enough assets. No. They don't have enough going. assets to do anything. It's my, it looks like Miami. And every if single rumor, e- every single one of these reports by Woj has turned out to be dead on. If he reports it, yeah. it's going to happen. Well, Russell Westbrook has told them, basically, trade me. Yeah. Tra- trade me. Now he sees that Oklahoma City is pretty much, they're, they're put their chips are all in. They, not even chips in. They folded their hand. They have folded their hand in Oklahoma City. Yeah, and it's okay, that. It's, done. it's the end of that era. It just happened. Did uh, you Robin turn my mic off by accident? It was, it was an accident. I was trying to turn mine back on, and I turned your off she by accident. She turned us both off. It happens. Jesus, Robin. I'd ask her to what she turned us down for, but, you know, she would just say what. For what? Exactly. I Russell Westbrook is not going to the Clippers, too. No, he's not, he's going, not going to the Clippers. Clippers. If Russell Westbrook's going anywhere, he's, he's, he's going to leave Miami. Miami. They tried, In fact, now, we talked about this before. And he's not coming the, to the Sixers. No, it's been reported that, again, they almost had a deal in place. He was shipped to Toronto. He was gone. When Kawhi was gone to the Clippers, yep. there was a deal in place that would have sent Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook up north to Toronto. In return, the package would have been revolved around Pasquale uh, Siakam yep. and a ton of picks. The GM for the Raptors balked at the end. He walked away from the deal. So Russell Westbrook could have been packaged already done and gone to Toronto. That's not happening anymore. That deal's nope. off the table. He is go- if he's going anywhere, it's it going will Miami. be to Miami. It's yes. a stone cold. Just like I told you yesterday, that Vlad Guerrero Jr. would be the bust-out performer at the home run derby, and he was. You saw Josh Bell did pretty good. Yeah, he did but, pretty well. But it was hard. And Peterson, same Doc Peterson, same no, thing. No, Jock, Jock Peterson was, was incredible. The one thing I will say, Peterson though, and Vlad, to me, were the st- where they break out. Now, obviously, give Pete Alonzo credit. Yes. But Pete Alonzo was fortunate that he was in a in a bracket where he didn't have to face Glad or Jock yeah, Peterson. I mean, let's, let's and he be, even admitted it. That's just the way it goes. Right, let's be real. I mean, Fielder, I mean, I'm sorry, Fielder, excuse me. Uh, Guerrero Jr., 
and uh, Jock Peterson, they exhausted all. I mean, that was the championship right there. I mean, Absolutely. they went at it again against themselves. The thing that I will say, though, if this, if this trade does go down, Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler might be the, the greatest defensive backcourt you've ever seen. Because Russell Westbrook will go there to play the one. Jimmy Butler's going to play the two. You're talking a pretty formidable front court right there. I mean, backcourt. No, defensively, I agree. Defensively speaking, that, that's pretty damn good. No, that's what I'm saying. Miami will be relevant again. Relevant? Yeah, they're not going to win anything, but they'll be relevant. It's not about winning anything now. It's about getting pieces in place where other guys will want to come yeah, and play with you. With Russell Westbrook going there, I, I don't feel he'll ever win a championship there. He may not. I just don't think he, he was. He didn't win one in Oklahoma City. Yeah, but he wanted to win one there. That was his big thing. I know he did. He did when they had Harden and those guys, which we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was their best chance. Yeah, that was their best once chance. Once Harden left. It wasn't once Harden. Once Durant said goodbye, that was it. Because him and Durant had the Warriors done, remember, Tony? And then Golden State came back and won that series. Now, the Philly special 610 is saying, I got to go prepare for the All-Star game. Love you guys. See you later. What's he preparing That's for? That's Yes. So he's, he's saying goodbye. Why is he pre- what's he preparing for the All-Star game? I don't know. It's 316 in the afternoon. Hey, shut the fuck up and exactly. go outside. I mean, uh, See you later, Andy. What are you, what are you, what are you, how's that relevant? What are, we, what are we doing here? It's okay. I mean, if you're leaving. I, I'm so confused. D. Conrad Vegas. Miss Robin, bring back Snowball. This segment is... We're breaking down the association. This is like watching ESPN 24-7, except we're only giving you like five minutes of it. Exactly, and it's in Greek. And we haven't talked about it at all yet. Westbrook is not relevant. This entire show. Excuse me. Normally you would be getting this every 15 minutes. I I beg to differ. Like clockwork. I beg to differ with D. Conrad saying Westbrook is not relevant. He is absolutely relevant. He's one of the top five players in the NBA, and if he decides to leave... It's relevant in the fact that the Oklahoma City Thunder franchise is done. For the next 10 years, it is done. They that's may, it. They may have to move to Seattle and just pretend they're playing as you an NBA so? team. I yeah. think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You'll see a rise in, we, in women's soccer viewership up there because there's going to be nothing else to watch. Seriously. Exactly. They might as well just level the building. Now, do we have a Florida update today, Robin? People are cl- clamoring for it. We do. It's, it's not very exciting. Well, it's Florida. It's hot. It's humid. Dean's out there running and bitching about it because give Dean credit, though. <clears throat> It's hot down there. It's a dry and it's, and it's No, it's not <laughs> a dry know, heat. I know, I'm kidding. It's not hot. And by D'Angelo Russell, by the way, is also saying that he knows that he probably isn't long for the Golden State Warriors. But the good thing is he got a max out deal because where is he going to fit in out there? Remember, this guy was the second pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he D'Angelo Russell? Mm-hmm. And he was emerging and he was traded to the Nets. Emerged there. Superstar with the Nets, man. He was emerging. And now, superstar. where is he going to play well, in Golden State? He's at Golden State right now. Right? I know he is. And obviously, uh, the Steph is still the guy. Steph's the one. Clay Thompson's the Clay two. Thompson's going to miss a season, though. So that's why he's, he's going to miss the whole season. He's, gonna, he's coming back. Yeah, but, but they're going to have three guys. Where does he fit? What, what position will he play? He plays a, he's a combo. He's off the ball guard. He played two and three. They'll be playing a lot of small ball lineups. All right, there's your NBA segment for the day, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to thank everybody who participated in your Let's Talk NBA. Now, people are clapping it's over. Exactly. So am I, Meanwhile, back at the ranch. I just want to point out that it's so nice that we can actually do a very short segment and have it be over rather than having to rehash it again 15 minutes later. Just because we didn't talk about Kyle Korver. See, now everything was fine. And you had to make a We didn't talk about Kyle Korver or Russell Westbrook. No, I'm talking about other types of radio that have to talk about the same Let's thing. Let's bring it back every... to the Eagles schedule now. What do you <laughs> think about that? Day, we're Jason Kelsey days away now, Tony. 
Okay, what do I think? I mean, we haven't gone down and give him a win, give him a loss dog yet. And we I... haven't done one Mount Rushmore. Not no, one. No, Luigi's doing that tonight. Well, tonight, Funk and Fancy Luigi versus Alyssa Showdown, we will be doing famous FUPAs. Are you really going to yes, do the famous FUPA thing? We, 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 oh we, and it's in honor of the All-Star game. We won't be doing a football show. We'll be doing a baseball show. A baseball we'll, show tonight? We'll be building a, a baseball team around the diamond featuring famous FUPAs. Very nice. Like that. Will there be the Oompa Loompa girls coming in or the Oompa Loompas? I'll be doing that. And I'll also be, because uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, listen to the crack of the bat, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be posting a poll later on. What is the sweeter sound? A ball going through the hoop, the swish, or the crack of a bat when the ball hits Ooh, it? that's a good question. I like that. Those are two. Now, those wait are a minute. The There's two sweetest sounds in sports. What about the? Uh, you can't hear the net. Yes, easily, you can. Though. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, if you, and you then, hear that, baby. and then you hear the crack of a bat. There's no two sweeter sounds. I mean, maybe a golf ball, a golf ball off a golf club. Yeah. When you hit it right off the screws. Yep. But I'm going. A golf I do ball. because I have a wooden club and it has the screws actually but still I, on the front. Seriously, I mean, if you pose that question, a lot of people say. Um, W. Dean saying a hockey puck ringing off the goalpost. That's not a sweet sound. That sucks. Okay? That means, yeah, you hit the plate. For the, the goalie, it is. For the goalie. But I'm saying as, as, as just a fan, like, what, what sound is sweeter to you to hear? Whoosh, or off the bat. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I do too. Now, the difference is when you you know, you know hear the swish a lot louder now that they have mics all around the backboards. See, Joe Quill's empty gym sound of a swish is pretty damn sweet. Well, yeah, but it's in an empty gym. Sixers. The sweetest sound in sports was the sound of a vet stadium toilet actually flushing. Oh, ah, whoosh. <laughs> I actually have that, that right was now. The, the sound of relief was that that one. I have it right here. No, again. It's- wait, listen, wait, wait, let it finish. Let's get the full flush. Full pull, like they say in the tractor pulls. There you go. I mean, you know what? I think I'm going to do, I'm going to put that up there. I, I'll do what's the, the sweetest sounds. <laughs> My wife screaming is the sweetest sound. <laughs> Is that I've heard many times. Well, no, is that screaming in joy or screaming in agony? And is that a sport? Is that a sport? (laughs) No, no, no. Is it a sandwich? Is your wife screaming at you a sandwich? Only if it's two chicks at the (laughs) same time. But do you put ketchup or mustard on it? That's the real question. (laughs) Is what condiment do you put on your wife? Dean checks in and says the sweetest sound in sports has me cracking Tony's skull with a coho hockey stick. You know, why I got to go all that? I see, yeah, because he's a violent man. He's a violent man. He's a Boston guy. That's what happens. The sweetest sound. It's a, good, it's a great sound, but again, it's, it only, that, that, only, that sound is only good for a goalie because he knows it didn't get past him. That's it. That's it. I, uh, how about aluminum bats? Will you hear an aluminum bat? The ting? World Series oh, now. man, the ping of an aluminum yeah. bat? Shit. That's some good stuff good right there. It's a good question, man. It is a good it's the kind of hard-hitting freaking sports shit you're going to get on this show. And the longer the bat, the deeper the ping. That's what she said. That's what she said. How about the sound of that fastball popping the catcher's leather mitt right there? When, you know, a 99-mile-an-hour baby just hitting nothing but leather. Yeah, but still. How about the sound of that ass being smacked? In doggy style. You know what they say. Yeah. <laughs> See a brawl to get that booty active. Lay her down and smack him. Yeah. Cold got to be. <laughs> what is so funny? I don't know. It... The people reacting <laughs> yeah, is the best part. Or <laughs> forget about Jackie Gleason's audience on on the uh, when he had the show in Miami Beach, the, the Jackie Gleason show, not the Honeymooners. He uh-huh. had his own show. Right. At the end, he'd say, "The Miami Beach audience is the greatest audience on earth," and everybody knows it. And everybody knows it. <laughs> How about this? The best audience. I'll tell you the another best great audience is the Tony Bruno. You know what show the greatest sound in sports is also. It's hard to beat. 
again, this is a, this is something that's performed with an actual thing that's used in sports. Yeah, the hockey horn. Back in the day, it was, you know, once they started getting, like, jet engine organ things in there. That's an idea. Post your own goddamn plan. Duncan Dad that? says, <laughs> Bush's beer can opening. No, Bush beer. Bush. Yeah. I remember, I was, uh, I was at uh, anybody in the Northeast knows Curran's. Curran's, yes. Yeah. Sunday C-U-R-R-A. And now it's, you know what's good about Curran's? Now you get right on 95, right out of the ramp to get on 95 is right outside their door. Sunday afternoon, I'm at Curran's watching my buddy Mike play shuffleboard. It's the shuffleboard playoffs. Okay? That was one of the long real board, long, long wooden ones. Tony, I only play long And, and you can see the thick wood. Yep. It's 